No, that's never happened before. I hated that so much. I, no one's ever going to hear it. I hated it so I can't much. We deleted it. We should have kept that. It's no. It's gone. It's gone for. It was like a, a great intro, Dan. It's gone for all of time. Son of a bitch. Welcome to I like to movie movie. My name is Garrett Smith. My name is Dan Scully, and uh, we are here to complete a uh, a journey in time that we began uh, early in this podcast. I a think. Journey I, in t- I'm loving what you're doing. Right. Yeah, uh, this is good. This is good. I, I think. Uh, I think we we started this journey like in the first ten episodes of the podcast. Yeah, way what, back in the day. Yeah. Uh, uh, time really plays a huge factor into the series in general, but especially with us. I don't know if you remember when we tried to do the first uh, Back to the Future. It's the only episode that this has ever happened in. We got ten minutes into the movie Back to the Future and had been talking for two hours and just oh, had to yeah, stop yeah, yeah. talking about Back to the Future. And that was we just had when to we were end like the episode. Young and hadn't cut yes. our chops yet, so we're That's just right. like, yeah, "Fucking show, don't tell, bro." Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a big one. Yeah, uh, so we're here to do Back to the Future Part Three. Back we're to gonna the future complete three. the trilogy that uh, we began at the beginning of the show, uh, and we're here to do it with uh, a good friend of ours who came out to our live show. Uh, that we spent the first two years of the show doing. Uh, pretty much to every single show, I think. Uh, please welcome, and I just realized I don't know your last name off the top of my head. That's Becca! Right. No one needs to know it. Oh, you don't, you don't want that out there? No, nah, no one needs to know. Becca, welcome yeah. to the show. Becca's here. And Becca's bone here. tomahawk to both of you. Ah, ah. T- so she's a listener. I love it. Yes. That's, yes. My, that's my favorite thing that people come on our podcast and say bone tomahawk to us. How so many long. prizes did you go home with? Yeah. From oh, movie, so movie many. Live? How many and, and they were re gifted. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so thank you for. That's literally what we were doing by giving them out as prizes. <laughs> so. People donated DVDs to our show that I yep. still have. Yeah. We, yeah. we had too many prizes. Yep. Well, we'll just have more shows at some point and in the future get, and give, give them out. some prizes. Yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of uh, DVDs that were clearly bought out of a suitcase somewhere in Philadelphia that mm-hmm. we want to give out to you for free. Hey, I want to throw this out there just yeah. because I'm fucking feeling it right now. Um, gotta, gotta say it. Welcome to the world to Jovi Lynn Bozarth. Woo! Oh. My niece was born today. Yes. And uh, so happy birthday to you. Welcome, future listener. Yes. I cannot wait to show you Taxi Driver. Ugh. It's going to fuck your little baby brain up. I love how many references to Back to the Future Part 3 we are still continuing to go on. Yeah. You said oh, yeah. she has a bright future. You made a Taxi oh. Driver reference. Oh, shit. I was just I was just living my life. Oh, I know. Well, welcome. Well, that's what congratulations to all my about. sister's family. Yes. It was, uh, uh, it's, it's very cool. I cannot wait to meet her. By the time this is out, she'll be, you know... Walking and talking. Good stuff. <laughs> Big congratulations to your sister and your family. That is super exciting. And Jovi is a, a wonderful oh, movie name. Please. That is the first movie name in our family. Yes. Um, I was not named after Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> because apparently a few years back, the Bozarth family, they were, uh, watching, they were watching Elf. And uh-huh. Zoe Deschanel's character's name is Jovi. Uh-huh. Um, arguably a riff on Jovial because she was uh-huh. a happy... Uh-huh. Crimbus Elf, <laughs> and my and my uh, brother-in-law was like, "Oh, if we ever have another daughter, we'll name it Jovi." Yeah, and uh, my niece remembered that. They're yes. like, "Oh, we're having a kid." She was like, "You gotta name it jo- Jovi. You promised." <laughs> so, Elf name for the family. Couldn't be prouder. That's fantastic. Yeah. Good job, I love it. Congratulations. One degree, to them. one degree closer to James Con tonight. Yes. 
2016. It does give some things mm-hmm. as it's constantly take a thing <laughs> away. This baby's first president <laughs> yeah. is Trump. Yeah, Trump exactly. is this baby. It's all she's going to know. Yep. Oh, goodness. She was, she was born into a Trump presidency. What a world. Yeah. Wow. Hopefully, by the time she's four and can you know start thinking about those kinds of things, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be well on his way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so Becca, you uh, so this is interesting. Uh, Becca wanted to be on the show. We wanted to have Becca on the show because uh, mm-hmm. she was uh, one of our our uh, you know stalwart frequent guests. I'm at, like uh, the fan in Flight of the Concords that like one fan, you know that they oh, have. That's like me for yes. you guys. I can't remember her name, but it was Kristen Shaw. I do have T-shirts well, with your faces, and I sleep <laughs> in them. Oh, Fitting, oh, fittingly thanks. enough, no yeah. one listening knows your name. So, <laughs> like, see, that's why I left it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you wanted to be on the show, and so we talked about what you would want to do, what movies you might want to talk about, and uh, I, I don't know if you knew enough that we had already done the first two movies in this series, but mm-hmm. one of the first things you said was Back to the Future Part Three. <laughs> you were like, "What are some of your favorite movies?" Yeah. And I was like, "Back to the Future Part Three. <laughs> yes, which is still a fascinating <laughs> answer to me that you wouldn't Mel. say Back to the Future or Back to the Future Part Two. No, no. You Mel specify. You're our Mel. That three, three is where it's at. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the third in a trilogy. Yeah. Um, like The Last Crusade yeah. or Adele's third album. <laughs> I really like the thirds in trilogies. They're uh-huh. just, they, they kind of deliver for me. Tokyo Drift? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with Return that. Of <laughs> Return, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, yeah. yeah. All, the, all the greats. Jurassic Park <laughs> <Jedi. laughs> 3. Tokyo Drift. Oh yeah, Jurassic Park 3 is up there. Uh-huh. Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, uh-huh. brought it home. Yeah. Rocky 3. Oh, I, you know, Rocky 3 is fucking good. Because that's like two yeah. trilogies and yeah. a reboot. Yeah. Which will probably be its own trilogy. I don't so, want that to happen. I can't wait for that. Leave it at one. But Clubber Lang was badass. Like that one, he fought for a good reason. He did. Because Clubber Lang was an asshole. Well, I mean, he always fights for a good reason. <laughs> he fights for the city, Dan. Four. <laughs> he does not fight for a good reason in four. He fights because his asshole friend was being an asshole, got himself killed, and then on this weird ego about America, went to beat this guy to death. But he was avenging his his friend, and that's a great reason. His friend deserved it. Yeah, <laughs> he came out, he danced a whole James Brown concert. But that's how much better of a person <laughs> Rocky Still, Balboa is. Better than Ivan Drago? He just wanted to, he just wanted to compete. Nah. It wasn't like, oh, if he <laughs> dies, I don't, don't want to get like, touchy and talk about Russia fair or anything. Enough, like, <laughs> okay. But Flavor Flav's wife... Was in that movie. She's in that movie, was yeah, that before the downfall. No, nah, it was probably like, his, I'm reaching oh, right. there. Brigitte Nielsen. Brigitte Nielsen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's actually, it's Brigitte Nielsen Flav now. Uh, um, yeah, she, yeah. she has a season under her belt. <laughs> Brigitte Nielsen Stamos Flav. Wait, was she married to Stamos no, too? No, I made oh. that part up. Man. <laughs> Stallone Nielsen Flav. <laughs> oh, that's like being called They King. were together though, weren't they? She and Stallone were, four, yeah, yeah, while that was happening. That's uh. how she got the job, because let's face it, not very, not the best actress. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> reason. She'll, she's going to go down in history as Miss, Mrs. Flav. <laughs> Her and Stallone were just bench pressing each other, like, at night together. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Oh. I heard, nope, you know, I'm not going to say it. I heard a thing about Stallone from one of the guys at Philomoca. Justin told me this. Oh, oh no, no, it wasn't Justin that told me this. It was your old neighbor who came uh-huh, to the show. So uh-huh. I forget his name. Yeah. He said that he heard somewhere that Stallone's thing. Yeah, this is out there. The thing that he likes is he likes to sit. Uh-huh. Continue. <laughs> he likes to sit under a glass table uh-huh. and have a woman put her butt cheeks on it yep. and poop on the glass uh-huh. while he watches. Yeah. And it's called the aristocrats. Yeah. If you guys don't mind, and hopefully Lou Miziano, Philadelphia comedian Lou Miziano doesn't mind, he does a bit about that. Does he really? Yeah, that ends the bit. This is the best part of the bit. It's so funny. And I think this is why he does the bit, just to be able to say this, is the bit ends with him doing his uh, impression 
of uh, of Stallone being under the glass table. Uh, oh, well, actually, incredible. not being under the under the glass table. It's him proposing this to the woman. Yeah, he, yeah. He's like. Uh, maybe we could go out, get a couple of drinks, go see a movie, and uh, then maybe when we get home, uh, maybe you could put one on the table. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. That's really funny. This is not a bad Stallone. No, we, there, but uh, you good. know, you know. Uh, Lumisiana. Lumisiana. is a, oh, a great Lumisiana. Yeah, put one on the table. I didn't realize that that's like Richard Gere out there. Oh, that's out the there. Yeah, 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 yeah out exactly. Because yep. yep. when I heard that, I was like, oh, I, don't, I wish I didn't know that because I love Rocky yeah. and I will <laughs> never, ever. No matter what, not associate that image with Stallone now. It's just a bad thing. Well, you know what the Italian stallion is. Where that where that originates from. It's like a Cleveland steamer. <laughs> <with the Italian. laughs> but uh, having seen the Italian stallion, that, that glass table thing never happened. There was a lot more weird stuff going on. Oh? Yeah. Yeah? Like mirrors and flashing. And, oh. Yeah. Good times. I didn't know that was like accessible. You can find that? I could watch that if I wanted? Yeah, I, I bought it on DVD at an adult film <laughs> store. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I love it. And then I gave it to my brother awkwardly because he would appreciate it. Yeah. But you have to watch it first. I was so. about to say, why would your brother want it? And then realized I just said, is there's access <laughs> can, to that? Can I, can, I get, can I get that? <laughs> can yeah. I get on some cake? I mean, drugs. it's one of those things you just you, you have to see. You yeah. know it exists and it's out there and you just you got to watch it. Yeah. And it's called The Italian Stallion, it's which is amazing. The Italian Stallion. Uh, so I'm curious. Back to the Future Part Three. You've seen <laughs> yes, all three of them. Have, have you seen Italian Stallion Three? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god! It's an incredible Is third part third? of the trilogy. <laughs> There's actually four trilogies because when you get up to, <laughs> to Italian Stallions uh, 10, 11, and 12, yeah. it gets a little wonky. That replaced the stallion. It's a whole thing. Uh, it's like the Fast and the Furious franchise <laughs> at this point. <laughs> And, and you know that it has a lot of family in it. Yeah. It gets real weird. They've CGI'd the Italian stallion over his brother. <laughs> Frank Stallone is the star of that movie. <laughs> if she cries, she cries. That's a, that's a Rocky IV reference. No. <laughs> and a really upsetting porn reference. Uh, so back to the future. Yeah. Back Wait, to the future. So here's my curiosity. This is where I want to start. Because uh, there's uh, plenty to talk about with this movie. But I want to start with this one being your favorite of that series. Because uh, as Dan and I have discussed before... Uh, you know, one of our favorite things about the first two movies is how tightly constructed those scripts are uh, and how exciting those movies are. And and for me, I mean, I, I'm not here to poop on this movie. I really like this movie. But this one doesn't quite hold up to those other two. So I'm curious, as uh, as a fan of this one, uh, how does I don't know, how do you come to that where you've got those first two movies and this one is the one that's your favorite? I feel like a lot of it is just age. Yeah. Like, I don't remember seeing Back to the Future. I've just always known that know that I have seen it. Yes. But I remember watching Back to the Future 3 very specifically because, like, I don't know, I guess we didn't record it on VHS from, like, the TV. Yeah. You know, it was like mm-hmm. it came about later and I was a little older and I, I just really enjoyed... I I always liked the 50s. That's That's one of my, like interests and like cinema of the 50s and all of those things yeah. but actually like going into a western it was probably my like first real western mm. exposure yeah, um yeah. you know outside of like it's a good point actually the stuff that my dad yeah. watched you know mm-hmm. that i would like not watch because i was like oh dad's watching a western but in seeing back to the future 3 i was like oh this is a genre that i could get into mm-hmm. i can support this so i i really really enjoyed it and i liked that the te- even though they were so far in the past, the technology was still kind of there yeah. and like still kind of made sense to me. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, it's not like they're so far back that none of this is plausible. It's like, oh, well, they're, they're far back enough that they could still be doing this. Like it kind of made sense yeah. in a way, I guess. Well, yeah, they do the whole like steampunk thing throughout it right. where yeah. it's like he's able to, to use the power of steam 
the way that he was trying to use electricity in the other movies. People are fascinated with steampunk the same way they're fascinated with like Rube Goldbergian machines. Yes, which also appear in this movie. Oh, yep, he has a breakfast machine. All good children's movie heroes (laughs) have a breakfast machine. That's a law. That's how you You know. You can put your stamp on That's how you know it's (laughs) going to be good. Oh, there should be a cute little animated video about him and Pee Wee meeting and like having a Rube Goldberg off. Well, the, well, that's that's his invention style. Yeah, that's eventually what they spun off to in the cartoon. Oh show, yes, I do remember was that. Just, yeah. He would come up with hairbrain inventions and would get him in trouble, yeah. which is appropriate. It's not yeah. untrue to the source, but no. I think that's because of his style of invention. That's why the steampunk kind of invades the West a little bit. Totally, but that's also why we love it so much. Yeah. Well, and then they even pay lip service to it with the Jules Verne thing, who is yeah. like sort of classically credited with kind of creating the the steampunk thing. Um, so that it, it is, you know, again, this is a tightly construct. That's the best thing about this series is how tightly constructed they are. There's all of these great little references peppered throughout that make the that sort of add all this texture to this world. So it's like when we see him, when we see them having a conversation that's six minutes long where they're screaming at each other because there's some machine that's super loud in the background the whole time. And then finally, at the end of the scene, it's revealed that that machine is an ice cube maker that he's mm-hmm. invented through steampunkery that makes one ice cube over those six minutes. Uh, it's like, it adds all this like texture to it, you know, where it's Absolutely. like, it's, oh, this is, a, again, it's a fully fleshed out, well-constructed, well-thought-out uh, script and movie. It's Bob Gale is, uh, I guess that must be like his thing. I don't, what else has he written? Can we look that up? I'm very curious. We can look that up. The we other, have these things called cell phones. I was oh, yeah. just looking. It was a bunch of other Back to the Future movies and a bunch of movies I didn't know. Interesting. Well, a few movies I didn't know. Interesting. Because he, I mean, I don't, is that like his thing? Even this movie, which to me feels looser than the other two, for sure, is still like super tightly wound around itself uh, with the Jules Verne references. Uh, it's still got all the, you know, there's tons of just like shots and lines that are callbacks to other things that happened in the series yeah. already. Uh, this movie was designed alongside the second movie, so there's all the Western stuff that's set up in the second movie that gets paid off here. I would say he's written like a million movies. Yeah. Just <laughs> a- anything notable? Um, a co- used Cars. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Back to the Future. <laughs> he, did all, he did all the Back to the Futures. Um, like all the Back to the Future games. But he has done a lot of work on Tales from the Crypt. Oh. oh. And the movie Bordello of Blood. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so he's 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 that kind of a guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, I could see, I mean, I could see why you would... 1941. Uh... Oh, yeah. I, I, I could see uh, Tales from the Crypt especially. It's like, oh, yeah, he's great at... Writing these tight little stories. Like, that's a perfect format for him, actually. Yeah. I was curious as to, like, where he originated from, and I looked it up, and he's American, because so much of, and maybe this is me just being a fangirl, but so much of the doc and the doc's concept of time is, like, completely stolen from Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, completely yeah. stolen from Doctor Who. The fact that he's this, like, kind of, like, very eccentric personality. He doesn't really have logic and he's kind of insane, yeah. but like still kind of makes sense and he has a really good heart. Like mm-hmm. a lot of it just kind of, I, I was like, oh, I feel like he might've grown up watching those original you He's know, like stories. the opposite and the of way Frankenstein. He, he, yeah. And the way he's, he like he's so it. like, uh, he's so aggressively creative about it, but not, uh, he's not driven. He's a mad scientist, <clears throat> but he's not crazy with it. Right. He's, right. he's crazy in a positive way. Right. And we love a good mad scientist, <laughs> he's but he's, he's like a happy mad scientist. He's like he's like madcap. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's like everything is like hairbrained. Oh, he but... screams every line of this movie oh, at God. the top of I his lungs. I was thinking that. Yeah, every single line. I... No, granted, there's machinery around, yes. but still, even then, he's just screaming. I kept thinking that this, like, as we were watching it this time, that this movie was designed as mostly an excuse. Like the reason they set it in this time period 
was so that there could be super loud things all the time <laughs> because he's best when he's screaming. Like, that's when he's at his best. So, like, that's let's just make sure he has to scream all the time. Use the technology to your benefit. Yeah. 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 So how do you feel about Temple of Doom? Temple of Doom? Yes, because that, that's the one, like, Back to the Future 3, I feel like, is the not everybody's favorite, but it's your favorite. Right. I love Temple of Doom, and everybody kind of doesn't love that one. I... I feel like there's a similar vibe to that. I'm still not scared, or no, I'm still scared of Temple of Doom. When I watched that, it was horrifying. It was absolutely <laughs> horrifying, it's a terrifying and, and movie. I, I didn't like it because I couldn't understand <laughs> it, and I wasn't into that, and I just didn't like it. And as I've a child, you didn't it. like yeah. seeing a man reach into another man's no, chest, pull a heart out, scream, him, and it wasn't yeah, even uh, that. Amazing. It was when they put uh, the girl in the cage and slowly lowered her to oh, the yeah, lava, so and I was like, "That's." The worst uh-huh. way to die. Uh-huh. Like Since I that had nightmares. Kind of the out of out of character one of that yeah, series, for yeah. sure. And I feel like this one is I, I, less so when you look at the whole thing as a picture. But it is it's a it's a stark genre change. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's but, it's sort of post the brand, but mm-hmm. but at the same time, it kind of is just all it is is a rehash of the first movie. Well, they're which, all kind of rehashes. Of, I mean, the second one literally of goes each to other. The first yeah, movie. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I feel like that's all they they didn't do anything that like out of the ordinary where like Temple of Doom did something out of the ordinary mm, yeah. whereas this was just like they put it in a different time period mm-hmm. and told the same story so it wasn't as like jarring to watch as Temple of Doom whereas Temple of Doom like actually made me uncomfortable but I still enjoyed it I don't know I, I think I the don't point that I'm making is it. do you like this one because this is the one you watched most as a kid because I think that actually st- why I like Temple of Doom is because I, I had that tape right that's the one I bonded with most no I don't I really can't gauge if I watched this one or the first one more. Because if if I'm comparing it to Temple of Doom, that was Back to the Future 2 for me. Mm. was like it was weird and I didn't like it and I didn't Mm. understand it. Mm -hmm. So I would watch it every once in a while, Mm -hmm. but not really. That's the one I had on tape growing up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, two's, I can tell you objectively, two is probably the least movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. But I love it more than the other two. Mm -hmm. And that's that's fine. But I think it's because I taped it off of TV. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like his little gadgets. I like the flying skateboard. Yeah, yeah, Well, you know... If Which the, makes an appearance <laughs> in three, but it's all about the flying skateboard in two. That's true. I do right. I do think, That's like, this, thing. this movie doesn't quite work for me the way the other two do, and I, I actually think it does have something to do with the Western setting. It just, mm. it feels... It, it feels dramatically less exciting than the other two movies to me. Um, but if I think about it, it's like, this is kind of... This is the decision they had to make, right? Because the idea is these movies are the same movie. Like, that's part of the yeah. concept. Yeah. That's, like, part well, of the whole concept. They never leave their location. Right. Is like... it's, it's the same story in the same location. It's about how we repeat our mistakes and we repeat our parents' mistakes and blah, blah, blah. It's like, so knowing that they're going to be making the same story a third time... What else are you going to do if not find another, like, yeah, exactly, but, like, (laughs) a radically different genre to tell that story in? I think you have to, to some extent. If you're going to make a third one. Yeah. But but the thing is, too, I think the first one was meant to exist in a vacuum. Yes. And then the second second and third were kind of written together. They were constructed together. I know they were constructed together, but as in a a vacuum from the first one. And I'm gesturing wildly with my hands (laughs) that everyone at home can see. (laughs) The, The first one, though... Since it didn't intend a sequel, yeah, there's certain things about it that that we associate with Back to the Future that that aren't in the first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody calls me chicken. Yep. You know the Western sensibility of the whole thing. Yep. So you know they were definitely going there, but it is a smart move to do that genre jump. I guess I think is what I'm so. Saying. Yeah. But 
it was planned. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. It just it feels I don't know, it feels weird to me, but I totally get why they did it. It's like mm-hmm. that is the right choice. Well, it was per Michael J. Fox's request. Right. There's so, like an interview so, I mean, with they, him. They really? they might not have planned it, but yeah. the fact that he said he wanted to do it gave them a reason to make another film. Yeah, they He they, was like, I think it'd be great if we explored like the old west and Zemeckis was like Okay. Yeah, there's like, is that your let, first idea? Let's write Sold. <laughs> I have the the trilogy on DVD. I remember that yeah. was like a big Did deal. Keychain? Uh, I don't know. I got the keychain that that was the the DeLorean. Oh, cool. Yeah. I don't think I it did. It was cool. I they, got the keychain that was the hoverboard. Uh, oh, no oh my god, if I had it, I would so beg you to trade right now. <laughs> oh my god. The, uh, my memory is that it was like a big deal because like DVDs were brand new. That yeah. was like one of the sort of like early like big titles, and they packaged it like it was a VHS. It was one of the only DVDs that like pulled out from like the bottom of the yeah. the, the cardboard packaging instead of like from the side. Yeah. Uh, and on there is an interview with Michael J. Fox in like a late night show after the first movie, and uh, it's like Leno or somebody being like, "If you could travel to any point in time." Where would you go? And he was like, I think I'd like to go to the Old West. I love Westerns. I think it would be cool and fun to go to the Old West. And so when they sort of then, like, you know, three years later, when a sequel got greenlit and they knew they were going to make a second and third one back to back as almost like a dedication and a wink and a nod to Michael J. Fox, they all collectively decided, well, that'll be the third movie. That's where we'll go. We'll be the Old West. That's really cool. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Well, and it's the first time they went. Well, they went back in time in the first movie. Never yeah, mind. there's no point to that. Well, but they, they went even further back. Yeah, <laughs> I it's, don't know. It's like they went back and forward and then way back. Yeah, well, because that's the one thing that like doesn't fit the sort of like really tight construction of everything else is the first movie they go back thirty years, the second movie they go forward thirty years, then they have to go all the way back to the first movie. But then Thought we experiment. jump back like 70, you know, it's mm-hmm. like that doesn't quite fit the schema. It was 100 years back. Well, from was, 85, but yeah, it was 55 is when yeah. it happens, well, so it's, it's like, like 70. But 70 yeah, years back, yeah. yeah. They did like every generation of Marty's life. They did Marty's parents. Yep. They did his family in the future. And then I guess they did his his heritage. Yes, yeah, yeah, In yeah. a way, you yeah. know. And There's it's an like, alternate movie that takes place in 1925. Yeah. Prohibition era, Hill Valley. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. I well, and I always thought about that. That like it makes sense to me why they wanted to do a Back to the Future remake recently because it's thirty years past nineteen eighty five. Mm. Like it made sense to me that like if you were gonna do it, that's the time to do it. I want them to do it. I actually would totally be yeah because I then, want it to happen. Because then the more. remake is you go back to eighty five and see yeah. your parents meeting in eighty five and how different that is from now. Like that's not a bad idea actually. So if you did, okay, if we were to make this movie, yeah, I, would it be pitching? a reboot? Would it be like a Ghostbusters? Right, that was right. It's just or is it's it of the Ghostbusters? Or is it know? like McFly's? Or is it McFly's? Yeah. Oh, because you could just do you could do McFly's. you could do the McFly family introduced in Back to the Future Part Two because mm-hmm. they go to 2015 <laughs> in that movie, and or you could go to like present day Marty. Yeah. You'd probably have to recast him, mm-hmm. and him just be like, ah, I wonder how it all got here. Yeah, yeah. And oh, Doc would be dead. Yeah. Oh no, you do have to recast Doc. Well, There's no way he, to do it. Would he be? He would be. Uh, okay, I did the math. I yeah. did the because math yes. when I watched the yeah. movie. So, in in 1985, he will be 77 years old. Because I looked up the eight. I'm not going to do the math. Yeah, 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 yeah with yeah. the numbers because yeah. it's going to hurt my brain. Yeah. I don't feel like doing it. Yeah. Not playing that game. Yeah. You can do it yourself. I took his age when he acted in Back to the Future and applied yeah. that to 1955. Yeah. And so 30 years later, he, so he was 47. So 30 years later, he would have been 77. Yeah. So he was 47 when he made Back to the Future. Yeah. Played 1955 at 47. Yeah. 
So he's 77. Yeah. So by 2015, he's he 107. 107. Uh-huh. It's he'd find a way to. He did get the rejuvenation yeah. thing in part two that that explained away his lack of uh-huh. age, but. How long does that work? We're going to have to recast Doug. Yeah, yeah. I think it's feasible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who do you recast as, as I mean, character? I don't think you well, could. I mean, Christopher Lloyd you is still could. alive. Like, you would just yeah. have to do kill it. Doc. Yeah. Like, yeah. He yeah. Would, you would just have to kill him. Yeah. Sacrifice because himself for time. Because people would just go crazy yeah. Yeah. if oh. someone else stepped into those shoes. But you could do it because he's got Jules and Vern at the end of this movie, so you could have... Vern can stay out of it. That kid's a yeah, fucking he's creep. he's a creep. <laughs> so Vern's in jail. Some, yeah, I would right. argue that Vern is the most like Doc. He's just weird and quirky like Doc. Whereas the other one is just like polite and nodding like Clara. You guys. That's true. He was very They're very like mirror images of their parents. Maybe that kid will be the one that has to survive. That's that kid's president. But no, I have your whole Back to the Future (laughs) reboot. Oh yeah, he's the real president right now, Vern. (laughs) (laughs) I I have your whole reboot sequel series right now, Creed style, right? So you have uh, Christopher Lloyd play (laughs) Doc Brown, Michael B. Jordan. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) play Doc. (laughs) You have you have you have Christopher Lloyd play Doc. (laughs) You you haven't played Doc as his age now or whatever, right? And then Jules and Vern are his sons, and he dies at some point in the first movie, so that one of them has to take up the mantle. Played by Shia LaBeouf. Sure. But then the other I one... Actually think it's a good idea. The other one becomes an overarching villain of the piece. It becomes a brother oh. story of the, of the brown boys. Jules versus Vern. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Across goodness. time. Across, That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I'd watch that for... Yeah. I'd watch that show. Yeah. Oh. That's that's incredible. Yeah, that'd I'd be watch fun. Watch the Christmas movie that comes out. <laughs> yeah. I would watch the, the documentary of how it was made. Uh, <laughs> the four and a half hour doc. Uh. I'd certainly listen to the "How Did This Get Made" episodes that would surely be made of that series. <laughs> oh, and we'd, we'd have fodder forever. Yeah. So this movie starts with one of the best scenes ever uh-huh. from two. Yes, <laughs> it's one Joe of my Flick. favorite scenes in movies. But it's it's a great thing because we get to see what happens at the at the end of the second movie from a different perspective. Uh-huh. Because at the end of the second movie, we see it from Marty's perspective. Yeah. He knows Doc's still alive. Yep. He goes running back to 1955 Doc and says, I'm back from the future. Great, Scott. Yep. So, you know, everything, everything wraps concluded. up. To be concluded yeah. in part three, long montage. Everyone's excited. <laughs> but at the beginning of three, we see, uh, right after the Joe Flaherty scene, yes. we see the Doc completing his final tasks of part one. <laughs> yes. And so we get to see this wonderful moment where Doc, who has just discovered that he invented time travel uh-huh. eight seconds ago, uh-huh. Marty comes back and says, I'm back from the future. His worst fear yeah. of making a time machine yep. is that he would unravel the space-time continuum. Uh-huh. And he uses it, and eight seconds later, <laughs> hardcore evidence that he has fucked it up yeah. so bad yeah. comes running around the corner. Uh-huh. That's incredible. It's so amazing. It's a strong opener. It's just that. a perspective shift. Yep. Once it's- again, it's very similar to Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. It's, I fucking, that is one of my favorite moments <laughs> in like any movie. It's just, yeah, Doc, but I'm back. I'm back from the future. Scott. I also love the image of of so they he gets in the car in 1955 and he he drives away like into the movie theater and there's he like they literally send him off in a blaze of glory yeah. <laughs> and like oh, everything's yeah. on fire and Doc is dancing and it's <laughs> like it couldn't go wrong yeah. and then it we literally all does. captured lightning in a bottle <laughs> yeah. just yeah. about the bottle yeah. we captured lightning yeah. and then it all they goes to shit immediately <laughs> not only does it go to shit immediately by the next morning they discover Doc Brown's uh, gravestone. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. that's how badly he fucks things up. <laughs> like, so immediately. Like, uh, but that, one of the things about it, though, and I think this is actually one of the reasons I love the Fast trilogy so much, yeah. is it's completely, it's completely earnest. Yeah. 
neither of them ever go, fuck, how are we going to deal with this? Right. They go, oh, that's a problem. What do we yeah. do? Yep. That's so. That's such a good feeling. I think that's what drives this movie there, along. It there's starts just a couple off of Mark Watneys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did I get that character name right? Oh, my God. You I did. Nailed for it. Mark Nailed <laughs> just a couple of regular Mark Watneys. Uh, yeah. Well, and then so... I don't even know what to 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 where where to go with this because a lot of the fun of this movie is the fact that it's the end of this series and they're just sort of streamlining. I know how we can break into it. These. Yeah, go ahead. Marty is never the main character. Not, His arc yeah. takes place. I mean, he's the main character, but he's not who it's about story wise. Right. Plot wise, everything happens to Marty. Yes. We're going through his perspective, mm-hmm. and so he gets an arc over three movies. But the first movie is about George McFly yes. family. It's you know it's about. Uh, What's about yeah, uniting him with about Lorraine? Family. It's yeah, about family, and it's about uniting George with Lorraine. Yeah, and it's just about you know he's it's about he gets how Marty came and all to that. be. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's also like him having to like you know it's really George who has to learn. So- I mean, Marty mm-hmm. learned something over the course of it for sure, but George is really who has to like overcome himself. And well, in the and, first one, Marty just learns to think outside of himself. Right. That's, yeah. That's his big thing. To is care now for he, other people, when not he be sees selfish. His dad writing. He's like he used to do creative shit. Yeah. You know, not that, that's a butchering of the line. But yeah, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. That. But it's not about Marty. It's yeah. about you know, so then the second one that is just about plot. Yes. It's just about time travel. Yes. We fucked it up. Everything spins out of control. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the dark night of the series in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's everything's fucked up. So and it's not about Marty, but the last one is about Doc. Yeah. And I think that's that's our entrance point. Yes. Because this is the only time that he's Doc is just a madman. We see fragmented versions yep. of him. We see him in nineteen eighty five for a scene. He's we learned to love him in nineteen fifty five for a movie. Then in three, we know who Doc is, and we can kind of go through his arc. Yeah, because the other two movies, he literally just sort of walks in and out of scenes. Mm-hmm. Marty he's two is different the, he's, yeah. the, he's the guy that like explains what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he, he quite literally will just like walk into scenes, and yeah. then walk out of scenes, and then we continue following Marty. This one is like mostly about Doc. There's only mm-hmm. like a short period of the movie where it's only Marty. There's like ten minutes towards the beginning that Doc is not in, and that's that's about it. All right, let's play this game. Becca, explain to me who the who the doc is. This is when who Red Letter Media is? did. did oh uh, yeah, yeah. You know, who's Qui Gon Jinn? You yeah. couldn't do it. And who's Han Solo? Like, what do you know about Doc just as a thing? I know that he is he is an extremely intelligent individual. I know that he is very passionate about things, and he likes to when he gets an idea, he he solves it, and he likes to see it through. He's very committed to things. I think he is an excellent problem solver because no matter what goes wrong, Doc mm. always kind of figures it out mm-hmm. it to, to some degree. I think he's very resourceful. I think he knows what to use in the moment, you know, because we find him, we know him in different time periods and different settings and such and such. We've like seen what he, he can do. Yeah, yeah. he knows yeah. like how to use like the, 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 safety pin and the string to like yeah. make it he had a and, like, set he, as can, a kid. he can fix anything <laughs> yeah. you would want him on your team in a zombie apocalypse yeah. so garrett like, now <laughs> describe to me who is marty uh he's like a you know he's a brash kind of selfish uh uh full of himself but uh also full of like uh I guess you. I was gonna say compassion, but it's more like heart. But mm. I, heart is like a weird nondescript word, actually. But he's like, uh, uh, he's got like a fire inside of him. He's like a passionate person. He's a very passionate person, uh, but that also like a very selfish person. Mm. Uh, and he tends to be kind of uh, brash, but only you know they establish over the second two movies only when challenged. 
The first one, he's a little more like brash because he's just like a teenager. And then the second two, it's like, hey, he's a little more hands off. But once he's challenged, that brings out that kind of like selfish, brash, like uh, quick to make a decision, Marty. Mm. So think about all that stuff that you just rattled off yeah. about these guys. That was all established just in part one. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, everything right, right, that right. we know about them is in part one. And so we've just applied these two characters to a formula. Yeah. And how they play. You know, it's, it's the same. I think Marty is kind of like a Han Solo. Yeah, totally. You know, in that type of way. But I think that goes to show, like, we, those are things that we know about them inherently going mm-hmm. into these now. Yeah, well, and that, I mean, that's why this one is still fun, even though it doesn't quite feel like the other two Back to the Future movies for me, because the familiarity I have, I just like watching those characters. Mm-hmm. And the familiarity I have with them allows them to as a movie just drop me into like another setting and story without a whole lot of backstory or even sensible sort of build up it's like let's as quickly as we can do whatever we have to to get them to the west and then it'll just be a fucking plug and play game of Mm. how funny these two are when they're trying to interact with the west the the exposition in the first one so now it's like we know these characters just set me on an adventure with those characters like i don't need anything else just put me in a world and let me go because i know them i know them so well it's like their family now Mm -hmm. and i actually think making it about doc was a great choice because i don't know how entertaining um this third movie would be after two others that are so heavily focused on marty if it were a Mar- another Marty story, mm. like it's actually really fun to watch. Well, Marty's kind of got. Every- He's just trying to get home. Yeah, he ultimately <laughs> learns about himself. But yes. like Doc, I almost feel like deserves this arc. Like he deserves to to have a romance. Yes, because he's so hapless. He's so. Mm-hmm. If we ended it without giving Doc a closure, and I think this is one of the reasons why I love it as a, a third part of the trilogy is like we do get closure on a character that we mm-hmm. didn't necessarily need it for. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, it's it's good. They they. Just wrote it well. Well, it's a character we care about, and yeah. normally those like side characters that people like audiences love and care about don't get that, mm. you right? Know? Yeah. So often, like the sidekick doesn't get like a happy ending necessarily, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. But in this one, we actually do, and that's that's very satisfying in watching it. Yeah, this movie almost feels like uh, Back to the Future fan fiction. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it like, it's like, oh yeah, we'll we'll just set it in any time period because it's time travel, and we'll make it about Doc because he's everybody's favorite character, and you know. But I think it does work in a vacuum as well. Like the second one does not work in a vacuum, right? Yeah, because you need to have seen the first one yeah. to see the second one. I think the third one, and it's probably why I think it played on TV so often was just because it was a, a, a one-off. Oh, and it you know it does tie into the overarching everything, but it's still just a one-off movie. Well, it's got that. We talked about this when we were watching it. It's got that scene in the beginning. Uh, after after Marty and Doc sleep for the first time in three movies, yeah, yeah. Uh, which you know, uh, who knows how long of time that actually is for them? I have no idea. Uh, but they after they wake up, there's like a five minute scene there that is straight up exposition. Mm-hmm. It's it's the Doc reading his own letter, and all that letter is is an explanation of essentially uh, uh, correction, screaming his own letter, screaming his own letter, screaming, yeah. and all it is is essentially an explanation of the plot of the first two movies. So if you've not seen those two movies, in five minutes, we get it all out of the way. We let you know exactly where we are, who these two characters are, and what this movie is going to be about. So you're right. It's like this one is like really self-contained, actually. Mm. Uh, and the thing that's crazy about that scene is normally that scene would annoy me in a movie where, where a character is just expositing, 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 just retracing footsteps of story we already know as the audience. 
Christopher Lloyd pulls that off like a magician. It's it is so fun well, to watch what, that scene. What do we know about mad scientists? They yeah. love to yell their plans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he does have that, but he's not mad about it. Yeah, he's just yeah. Flabbergasted. <laughs> but uh, so so using you know what we know about Duck. Yeah. They paint this wonderful picture of him through certain visual devices. Yes. And it's usually through his inventions because all of his inventions seem to function. Yeah. They seem to be a whole lot of work yeah. for a whole little result. Yeah. You know, that's the essence of a breakfast machine. Yeah. Make an hour to make an egg, but, you know, <laughs> 10 rocket ships went off and a skateboard went across the room. <laughs> yeah. Dominoes were involved. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you, you get your egg in 25 minutes, but you got your egg. It, like, yeah. He's he's always... I feel like every machine he makes is... All right, I got it to work. Uh, it doesn't quite work. Yeah. And he and he just band-aids until he never fixes the core problem. Yeah. And so as a result, when they're when they're spelunking for the uh <laughs> for the car, the dog has a, a lamp from the store. Uh-huh. Marty has a headlamp from the store. Yeah. And the doc has like this totally rigged director set headlamp <laughs> yeah. and it's kinda dim. Yeah. Like it, it does get the job done, but it's yeah. kind of dim. Yeah, not that well. Not and just, that well. Just and it's the fifty-five, idea. you know, doc. So he's early in his in yeah. his career. But also the idea that he has ones he bought from the store that oh, yeah. do work better. That's how he was able to give one to Marty, and, and he has one in dog size. The, yeah, yeah. Too. He did. He did get that far. Yeah, but he's not going to use those because he designed a headlamp. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, why did he design a headlamp? That's technology that exists. It exists. <laughs> You can. You did go buy that at the store. You can go buy that. Why is that a thing you're working on? Wait. Now I have a question. Yeah. So remember when they're there and and he reads the letter that he wrote. Doc reads the letter that uh, he wrote to Marty. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, Einstein." He's like, "Who's Einstein?" He's yeah. like, "Oh, that's what you call your dog later." Yeah. yeah. So, but we don't see a dog until he's on the train at the end with Clara and their kids. So is that the dog that goes with him, like? Later, that's the dog from the first movie, but like it wasn't there in the beginning of this movie. Mm. She's saying, like, where does like she... where does Einstein's story? He probably start? picked him up in his flying train. <laughs> just, just he just anywhere? stopped by 1985 <laughs> and <laughs> kidnapped <laughs> the dog from other dogs. That is it weird. Was, it's like, oh, I just said know, later, yeah. Yeah. like out of 1955. Yeah. Maybe he just like, likes that breed of dog and, like, and named it Einstein. Just Wait, he just one, Einstein just Einstein's first, lost in Einstein the ripple of space and time. Yeah, and he just grabbed a new Einstein. Name is Einstein at the end of this movie. They reference it at all? I think he does. No. does he he says, like, Einstein, my yeah. dog! Liesel! <laughs> Sandy! Yeah. <laughs> this uh, is a Sound of Music reference for you guys. Yeah. Presenting the children as they come down the stairs. Just <laughs> throwing that out there. That's uh, for your niece later in life. You're going to love it. You're going <laughs> to love it. Your uncle loves musical theater. <laughs> you're going to love it is a classic Back to the Future line. Oh, yeah. They repeated that in this movie. I forget what he referenced it in. I forget what he said. I don't remember, but I don't remember as a reference to what I love mentioning the flying train. Yeah, that's kind of a perfect invention. The doc did it. Yeah, yeah. He made right. this perfectly right. high functioning invention and made peace with it. So like, yeah. we do get his full. You know, he gets his romance, but he does yeah. become a good inventor. Well, and the romance also teaches him this like big lesson that undoes all of the logic of the Back to the Future series, mm. but is the lesson that the doc needs to learn. So at the same time, it's like maybe that it, maybe this is the logic of the Back to the Future series. But it's love teaches him that, sure, yeah, the, the future is based on things that happened in the past, and if we mm. go back, it might screw things up. But the future is always unwritten. Right, it's he like, has to like learn. Well, they that. do a flip flop on him and Marty. Yeah, because even at the beginning of the movie, he's like, "There's no way I'd fall in love in first sight." Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And Marty's like, oh, "It's just a feeling, you know. Yeah, you, yeah. you just made it. It's, it's chemistry, man. Yeah, don't be such a square." <laughs> and well, uh, 
Oh, and so then they they kind of switch on that. Yeah. When when a uh, you know Doc is just oh I I gotta stay. She's yeah. no oh, oh she's a doll. Yeah. Well, I think it's also interesting to see Doc transition from a person who is who everything that he researches and everything that he is driven to discover, he does very selfishly. And then mm-hmm. once he learns to love, he does everything that he does very selflessly. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and that's like a very interesting broadening of his character because you haven't seen that. Like he kind of loves Marty. He cares about Marty, mm-hmm. but like he doesn't really enough to like stop what he's doing. But at the same time, like when he meets Clara, he's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to make this work. And then we're going to do this together. And like, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a life now. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's, it's interesting to see him we're gonna go, go from kidnap like, kidnap a dog together across time. <laughs> we're going to get space. a dog and well, we're going like to get a train that too. shoots lasers. He yeah. made peace with his, with his weirdness. Yeah. He, be- he became peaceful with being doc. Yeah, it's true. Someone loved him. But it's not yeah. just to like prove his own, yeah, genius anymore. Right, right. You know, yeah. it's like he now he has a reason to show off his genius. He <laughs> likes to like impress her, and yeah, like, yeah. and she even calls him out. She's like, "Well, you knew that I like Jules Verne," <laughs> yeah. and slaps him. And it's like, no, that's not exactly what he's saying. But all right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, oh, never mind. I have to unlock my phone. Okay, so one of the notes that I have about the script economy, uh, this is just a really good example of the way that they did that. When they were looking through the newspapers in 1955 yeah. to 19, you know, uh, 1885, they're looking for pictures of, of, you know, Doc in the past. Yeah. But there's not a lot of pictures to find. How do they explain it? Well, Buford Mad Dog Tannen shot a newspaper man in the back, <laughs> and thusly there's no records. Yeah. And even though they literally say that, yeah. like, and that's why we can't find anything, yeah. and they point to you through the screen, <laughs> it, you know, it, it still works. It's, a, it's just a good moment of script economy. Well, and it's also like, we again, it's like we're now we're the third movie deep in this series that is all about how time folds in on itself basically that like oh they can almost play into like there's a formula because yeah yeah a little bit of fate at play here exactly a little bit exactly they can literally say something like well the newspaper man got shot in the back by a character we all kind of know and love his ancestor anyway and you know how those tanners are uh tanners tannins are uh tanners too we know how tanners are yeah uh, so it, like it, it kind of works because it fits into the whole like Back to the Future like schema of what time actually because Back to the Future plays on this line of like fate versus like it, like uh, like all tannins end up in manure right exactly you like know, yeah yeah like it, it it the doc is all about this science of like no things are not fated to be it's that like a certain sequence of events causes things yeah, it's all he's, about like, he's causality. Logical. And the Back to the Future universe kind of toes that line between, well, is the Doc right, or are these things fated to happen? Mm. And by the time we get to the third movie, it certainly feels like they're fated to happen, because these things have now repeated themselves in a cycle three times across three different distinct time for four different distinct time periods. And at the end, that's literally what the Doc says is like his new mission statement, is like, the future is unwritten. There is, you know, uh, uh, things can just kind of, there's nothing... There's no causality. There's no this happens. This is you know. It's like just be you, do what mm. you do, and live into the future and see what it brings to you. We will, Doc. Yeah, we will. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's. I don't know. That's it's actually interesting to think about the the dichotomy between fate and uh, I don't know what you'd call it, like determinism or or whatever the I guess fate is determinism. Uh, I don't know what the opposite of that is like chance? What the term for it. chance. I guess yeah. <laughs> chaos. Fate versus chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fate versus chaos. Fate yeah. versus chance. Yeah. 
Uh, I never really thought about that in the context of these movies. Well, because is meeting the doc meeting Claire, is that fate or is that chance? Oh, wait, I have a big question about this. We talked about this while we were watching it. This is a good time to get into it. Okay. <laughs> is is that chance? Like, what's going on in the timeline of this movie? So many things. Because this is where I get, I get a little bit lost in the Back to the Future timeline here. Uh, what's your question? Okay, so, all right. So the gravestone says... Gravestone says, in 1955. Yeah. The gravestone says, shot by Buford, shot in the back by Buford Tannen yep. over a matter of $80, uh-huh. survived by his beloved Clara. Right. Uh, but Clara Clayton... But Right. Clayton's... Ridge. Ridge. No, right. Cap. Clayton Canyon. Canyon. Yeah. yeah, Clayton Canyon, where she fell down the train yeah. before meeting Doc yep. in 1885. Right. And Would so, she be on the gravestone? Well, but so here's why I have that question. Because as far as I can tell over the plot of this movie, the only reason Doc is at that canyon to see Clara and save her yeah. is because Marty has come back and they need to find a way to get the time machine running again. So in the first iteration where Doc writes the letter and sends it to Marty, Marty never came back. So there would be no reason for the doc to be out there to see that happen to Clara. So there should be no Clara on that gravestone because exactly. he shouldn't have been there to stop her. Yeah. That's that's the hole that I was pointing that's out. That's where I got lost. But I, I think I figured it out. Okay, play, hit me, I please. I think because this is, this, is, this is where I think it happened. Okay, so 1955. Be- yeah. They say, we're going to go get, we're going we're gonna to go get the time machine. Yeah. Because they set that course into events, then, by the time they get to the gravestone, perhaps, <laughs> I'm gesturing so wildly oh, oh, with my hands, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, for the yeah. listeners at home, perhaps the gravestone changed before they arrived oh. to it because of their intention. Yes. To go, is, that, is that the... That makes sense. You know, like, that because they went for it. Maybe the original photograph of the gravestone didn't have that didn't on have it, that but on once yeah. Marty got there and showed him the picture, already having altered the events, it put Clara's name on the gravestone. Right, yes. Right. Because the first time they see it is when when they actually go to it. Yes. Right. Because they blow up the thing yeah. and then you know. Uh, yeah. What was the the old dog's name? Copernicus. Copernicus yep. is crying at the grave and having his little dog brain melted. Yeah. Because his master's tail <laughs> yeah. behind him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I think because of their intention, also Copernicus they set off the events of 1885, yes. causing so there's just. That actually makes sense to me. I buy that. I'm making a circle with my finger for the people at home as I do this. I buy that. It's a shoulder thing. Also, I just realized that implies Copernicus can read, but we can move on from that. Mm. He can feel it because he's a dog, man. Dogs know that shit. Dogs know that shit. They do. That's true. uh, Doc also felt it. He has that great moment where he's like, Marty, don't stand on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Don't stand there. Oh, what about at the very beginning when when he first is is confronted with Marty and he's freaking out because he thought it was all a dream. And Marty's like, no, we gotta go. And he's like edging him to the edge of the room and then he leans back on his organ. So as the stakes of what he's saying getting higher, like, we gotta go back to 1885. We gotta put the whole system on trial. He's he's (laughs) leaning on the the keyboard and there's like a rise in the notes like, yeah, it's like a Phantom it's just of a, the Opera. It's like, like, yeah. of the Opera, but it's in, yeah. yes, yeah. And he's he, but he, it's what's the word? Diagetic, diagetic, It's diagetic to the scene. It's diagetic to the scene because hey, it's big reveal episode eighty two. This whole podcast <laughs> has just been a Scientology recruitment. I mean, can we talk about how much it has helped each and every <laughs> yeah. one of us yeah. ever since? And it only cost me like like two hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, but uh, I have like. Two thetans. Little fuckers. <laughs> I'm going to get rid of them, though. It's a lot of work. A lot of money. 
but we're going to do it. <laughs> uh, yes, diegetic. It's very well. It's diegetic to the scene. That's yes. a great gag. Oh, I love that gag. That's this really is what funny. I miss about Zemeckis. Yes, because he is operating on all of the cylinders. Oh yeah, like, just in the goofiest ways. Oh yeah. And I think this is going to sound so pretentious. He's trying to go classy, and he should just fucking stop. He's better when he does Back to the Future. He's better when he does... Who framed Roger Rabbit? uh, Roger Rabbit, even Castaway. Yeah. Even, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that movie is very silly. Actually, that's a lot like Back to the Future because he affects everything and sets it off into a chain. He made Elvis, guys. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I miss that about Zemeckis. And that's an example of him... I always say he's struggling to match the tech to the art, mm-hmm. and we see that here more than in anything else. I would totally agree. He's he's, you know, he uses all these creative ways to put the same actor on the screen. He oh, shows yeah. off and has Michael J. Fox hand himself something. He straight up hands himself a baby. Hands himself a baby. That's, That's one of the most flawless yeah. things so that clean. I've ever seen yeah. in cinema. Well, <laughs> it's clean. brilliant. And he hit it with uh, with just an actor passing in front of the camera, yeah. which if you look really close you can actually tell is like somebody on a green screen that they then inserted yeah. over the, the move there. We can see it, though. In we 1985, can. you no, couldn't see definitely it. definitely not. And it uh, still looks great. It looks really good. There's a painted backdrop that looks real. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's several. Pa- there's a lot there's of hand-painted backdrops. <laughs> there's a couple. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, he, I mean, he just says, like, a, a technician is, like, crazy it's, talented. It's very Spielberg. It's all true uh-huh. of the eye. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 You know, and, like, it's it's just... How do we trick the viewer? Oh yeah, thinking they're seeing something. It's magic. Like it's they're not where, leaning on the fixing card? it. You're not fixing like, it in post. You're yeah. you're doing it. Oh yeah, you're doing and then it, just kind of making just, it work. You hope you edit it flawlessly. Well, and that and that's the other thing is that this movie, all three of these movies have like uh, we should look up the name of the editor actually because they they're like really really well edited. Like another DP was Dean Cundy. Even yes, uh, even the uh, you know like Sunday. the tr- the train sequence at the end, which is is legit like really thrilling. I really we'll we'll have to talk about the finale because. I think it's a really, really good, well-constructed finale. But there's like, you know, we're, we're cutting back and forth between stuntmen and our actors who are actually doing quite a few of their own stunts, you can tell, but there's definitely stuntmen there. Uh, there are a lot of practical effects in that sequence. There are certainly some minor digital effects in that sequence. And all of that stuff is edited so flawlessly that never for a second do I really realize that I'm watching like stunt doubles and well, stuff like that. It's because they never tried to fake any of it. Right. Like they used stunt doubles because they were actually on a train that was moving. Like yep. none of it is CGI. And no. I feel like what is lost in modern cinema sometimes is that they'll try to supplement CGI. Like, you know, like in the latest Star Trek movie, like when the ship flips over and they're going down the side, like oh, yeah. you can just tell that that's all yeah, yeah, fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is like somebody is on a train that mm-hmm. might not be moving very fast, but yeah. it looks oh, like it train. is, and they're moving on the train, and you believe it. You absolutely believe it and buy it. They exploded that train, and they did that by exploding a real fucking train. That was pretty dumb. Yeah. But then they also added some digital smoke, which was weird. Uh, but you know, so that was <laughs> the, that was like, like rotoscope smoke, Day though. Yeah. That, that was like off. the Star Wars explosion. That was, yes. Oh, totally. Yeah, that yes. was just no, you're right. layered film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all I want that just, job. I want that job to be the person that blows up stuff. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The 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 demolitions uh, guy yeah, on the set. It'd yeah. be great. So there's two Stress editors. Relief. Okay, Harry Karamidis uh-huh. and Arthur Schmidt. Okay, Harry Karamidis did Judge Dredd. Ooh. Um, and then like nothing. Sandlot too. Uh-huh. Oh. oh, see, got you excited. 
barely legal. Oh. Beethoven's third. Oh. Love Not that. a lot going on here. It's my least favorite symphony. Hoodlum. Yeah, Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman. Huh. Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. So then Arthur Schmidt. He has Forrest Gump, Pirates mm. of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. He's doing a little better. Castaway, Eyes Wide Shut, mm-hmm. Primary mm-hmm. Colors, Contact. Works with <laughs> this guy a lot. Yeah. Contact. I kind of love Contact. Oh, Death Becomes Her. Uh-huh. Last of the Mohicans, The Rocketeer. Oh, good. A lot good of Zemeckis. Last of the Mohicans. So this guy's like Zemeckis' editor. He's yeah, a lot this of guy's Zemeckis' editor. Yeah. Uh, re- like really, really impressive stuff that I think makes a lot of that stuff work very well. Like, the other thing I was noticing is Zemeckis is just like really smart about certain things. So like... You know, the it a lot of that stuff works because the editing is so tight, but he also gives them really good stuff to edit that helps it, it helps all those Spielberg visual tricks, right? Mm. So like uh in that train finale where we're cutting from uh like a stuntman who like jumps down into a pile of wood and then we smash cut to uh now it's Michael J. Fox raising his head out of that wood. They have you know, he has Michael J. Fox make like a really big expression when he picks his head up. Yeah. That actually helps hide the fact that we watched a different man jump into the wood. I think we might have been watching a little lady. I thought <laughs> yes. it was a woman yes. too. Yes. I thought that too. I think they got a little lady. I, I, like, I would agree with that. Sure that that is a very small gymnast. Yes. <laughs> like. He's got a jockey from one of the horses. He's <laughs> like, can you be Michael J. Fox? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I can. But it, it, I think those like big facial expressions they have to make, and the like, the, just the way they physically move so much in, between those cuts. Really hides a lot of the the uh, the trickery there, uh, and it's that kind. Of, I don't know. It's like when you look. I don't know any Zemeckis movie. You watch it, and it's like, oh yeah, he like he thought about where every actor was going to be in each frame, uh, mm. where every piece of scenery was going to be in that frame, which pieces of it would move, which pieces would be stationary. He figured out that he was going to use six different camera technologies. He would invent that morning to pull that shot off. The lighting is going to be this specific. Like any Zemeckis movie you watch, it's like this dude is like he's a ridiculous technician. He, he th- everything is like whittled down to these like perfect little essentials that he is considering meticulously every single one. He's like Doc Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Everything is is to the T. Yeah, and so when you see, I'm like I'm like miffed about Allied a little bit. So that's the thing because uh-huh, like, uh-huh. I wanted to be like Zemeckis still got it, and he does still got it, but. I think he's he's oh no don't worry there this okay. I'm not gonna say anything about spoilers I'm talking about the the tech because he's yeah. always marrying art with tech yes. and all of that clean editing that is the marriage of the art and tech yes he figured out how to you know film figured out how to put two actors on the screen at the same time so uh-huh. they flex that yeah you know he he was flexing those muscles there's a scene in Allied where they're just fucking in a car in the desert during a sandstorm and it is. <laughs> It looks retarded. <laughs> it's, like, it's it's and it's this it's the movie that broke Brangelina. Yeah, you know, like the, this is we're watching these two fucking cinematic icons bone for the first time, and we know that it led to them having a real life sorted yeah. extramarital relationship, and it it's retarded, <laughs> and it sucks because it was completely Zemeckis's fault. It's a complete fuck up yeah. on his fault. And it's like that should be iconic. Does it look ridiculous because like it looks the, like the Mummy Returns? The effects are that it, bad. It's it's really bad. Yeah, and I love the Mummy Returns, <laughs> but it's not it's not as a Mechas movie. It's, yeah, I think yeah. it's Steven Summers. There's I a different pedigree. Well, yeah. How many successful sex scenes in a car in a sandstorm do you know of? None. I mean, I thought I was going to get one. <laughs> yeah. I waited two well, hours and nothing. There's, there's the English Patient. 
kind I've of okay. Never seen that. Oh, yeah. there's a, there's cars fucking first. in sandstorm. Yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, but maybe Fast Eight will have it too. Yeah. <laughs> <Hopefully>. <laughs> Seems likely. <Hopefully. laughs> hey, can we start referring to it by its title, please? The, was, the fate of the furious. The I keep, I'm gonna keep calling it the fate and the furious. Yeah, forever. I know. Me too. It's that's what it's gonna go. But yeah. on the the title screen, it's gonna be called it's, like. Furious Fate Eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Furious Fate Eight. Fate guys. F eight guys. Oh I yes. I really like Fateful Eight. Fateful Eight. Ooh, yeah. that would be awesome. Or just <laughs> Fate cars. That's just the porno. <laughs> fate cars. Fate. Where cars are fate. Yeah. Family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they'll get to the point where one of them is just called like Cars and Family. <laughs> I think that's the, that's the next one. Yeah, yeah. Nine. Once they merge the the Cars franchise, yeah. which the trailer pretty dark. Uh, <laughs> all it is is just a car flipping it's like oh, yeah. and it's like real close and action packed it's like everything from this point on is different <laughs> <laughs> cars three <laughs> oh I hope they're the cable guys this one looks so dark <laughs> but yeah I'm mad at Zemeckis because I look at something like Back to the Future 3 a western third chapter yeah. to a beloved trilogy yeah. that shouldn't work and it works Every flawlessly. time. Yeah. And it's because every the craft. Time. Every time. It's a lot of fun. I'm it's never re-watchable. disappointed yeah. in watching it. I'm well, always like, oh, I'll, fi- I'll see the flaws, and then I don't see the flaws. <laughs> like, they write great. themselves out of just about every time. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Like, they yeah. really work on that so that you could probably pull it apart. I mean, with any time travel, you yes. can pull it apart. Yeah. But because there's such a quick application of, you know, much in uh, Doc's style, they just put a Band-Aid on everyone. Yeah. The second you're like... Well, what about they're like nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we thought about that. Yep, yeah. can't do that. Yeah. Gas isn't invented yet. Yeah. Sorry. Well, they're also really good at like toying with your emotions because the scene where Biff and his well Biff and his gang show up at the dance and he like puts the gun in Doc Brown's back. He's like, yeah, yeah if I shoot you now, you'd bleed out by Monday, which is still keeping with the date on yes. the tombstone. But it's like it gives the audience that fear, like, oh, is it going to happen now? Yeah, what's going to happen now? Yeah. you know. And it's like they tease you. Yeah. They just they, they keep you. Line. They keep you there. That's like real the into time. the West. Yeah, Abe, yeah. Well, Abe Lincoln was Abe Lincoln Old West. He was a little later West. He was he was an earlier. Didn't West. he die for like a week? It was what eighty five. So I don't know when he died, that. but I know he was shot. Then, like five days later, he was like, "All right, now I'm dead." And he fought it out. <laughs> They're like, "Just die, Lincoln." It was, it was, was like, like no, too many vampires. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, I'm seven feet tall. It's going to take me a while to bleed but out. That's like an Old West detail. Like, <laughs> yeah. That made it scary because you're like, oh, I never thought about that. That's, yeah. But that was real in the Old West. Yeah, yeah. They make yeah. fun of his teeth. You're like, I never mm-hmm. think about rotten teeth. Yeah, right. He's got great teeth. Yeah. Well, not only the thing of bleeding out, but like being injured and getting an infection. Yeah. Like people don't think about infection uh-huh. anymore. Uh-huh. Like that's a slow death. That's yeah. a slow, horrifying death. That's terrible. It spreads. Well, and you just die. Sorry, bring it back. Imagine, up, imagine that that Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, where they're just racing for a yeah. cure. Yeah. All right, we got the cure. Let's go hook up the car and get home. <laughs> Biff shows up. Well, that uh, that <laughs> he's just mad. That was mostly what I wanted to talk about. I think <laughs> Biff gets a manure infection. Pack <laughs> the wound with yeah. manure and it'll heal itself. It's I've, fine. Seen it. I've seen it. I, who's the yodel guy? Oh, the, I'm, the, I'm the old timey yodel cowboy man. He's like uh, I've had so much to drink. My voice sounds like <laughs> it's permanently. He like he yodel like I can't do a yodel. He's like a schoolhouse rock voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's an old west thing. Yeah, that's a great oh, old west detail. So. I'm a little man who talks like this and tells you you're not gonna get a horse until you get cross-eyed with Sandy in the morning. <laughs> well, like, what is that thing? I don't know what that Why is. Why do people talk like that? I have in the old no west? idea. But it's something that we all know. Yeah. Like if he doesn't show up on a western, he's like the bassist. You don't yeah. hear him, but when he's gone, you're like, where's 
Yeah. Where's Yodel Face? Can I yeah. firmly believe that that didn't exist and it is completely a construct probably. of Hollywood. Yeah, it's I, like you know, it's, probably. I, I believe there's a book somewhere where there was a dialogue written in a very specific term and mm-hmm. somebody read it like this. Like, yeah, a, like that was they, were, good. they read it like that. That's got And be. they were like, oh, we should use that in a movie. That's how pirates <laughs> happen. The Treasure Island movie right. had the yar in it and now all pirates forever. And mm-hmm. like, they never looked like that. Yeah, well, and that, it has to be, right? Because if, if, that was a real way that people talked. <laughs> there would be a guy at a bar right now that sounds like that. Remember when you were like, Have you 15? been in South Philly? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, don't even fucking start, dude. Yeah, I'll do. Don't even fucking start, dude. Oh, you're from, you're from the, <laughs> and you're from the other side of Allegheny. All right. They talk like that over there. A bunch of assholes. I was trying to do that accent <laughs> in that voice. Oh, it's God. impossible. No, That's what I was trying to do. I was, try- I was trying to. If Gary Oldman, if you're listening, you're the only man who can do it. Yeah. We want you, Gary Oldman. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, that guy had to have been a... He had to have been some actor just played yeah. it that way. Yeah. His voice cracked by accident. Yeah. He was like, that was the worst take. And they were yeah. like, no, I can't. No, right. we can't afford the film. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're going to yeah. use it. That's yeah. all we have. Oh, you're, that has to be your character man. now. <laughs> yeah. I'm in like 40 pages of this. Yeah, sorry. That's how it all has to it's go just now. the way it is. Yep. Day one mistake. You're not allowed to make them. It's 1945. I like to think that that guy, like... Our budget is $35. <laughs> the guy in 1885 just, like, saw someone he admired who talked like that and just yeah. started that affectation. Yeah. Like, oh, that's just Larry. He talks to the yodel. <laughs> He's really into Hank Williams. Yeah. We can't afford to pay an actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Call that guy. There was a... I don't know. They, that, that, that's a good detail, the people in the Old West. They oh, do yeah. cover all of the Old West tropes. Well, I, totally. I mean, that's, I, I think maybe the thing that is, part, part of the reason this movie does work as well as it does is, I, this has got to be like a tight 90 minutes compared to the two hours that the second one This is one a is. one hour and 56 minute movie. Is it really? Yeah. You like it a little better now, don't you? It, well, because it does feel fast. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is it feels really fast. It, it gets goes, moving. It goes through every single you know, the problem with, like, most Westerns is, like, it has one shootout. Yeah. It has one train robbery. It has, you know, most There's Westerns have one set piece that is exciting, and everything else is a slow-moving, you know, Western. This it's is just, just... shots of eyeballs looking at each other. Yeah, yeah. Wondering who's going to draw. Right. This is the exciting scene from every Western every five minutes. You know what oh, I mean? It's, it's, it's like... They went to... They honestly went to Westworld. Yeah, exactly. They just hung out at Westworld and met all the people. Exactly. They just, So it's like... <laughs> that would be the best... The best Westworld twist yeah. is if just like... The, oh, it's uh, Hill Valley? The, no, not, not Hill Valley. Just like the way that they would reveal it would be... Um, what's his name? Uh, William. McPoyle. McPoyle. Yeah. McPoyle. He's just like... You know, he, he's in the bar and he's just like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want a, a hooker. And then you're like, what's the matter? Yeah. You're yellow. Yeah, and he yeah. turns around, it's Buford <laughs> Mad Dog Tannen. That would be I'm great. Sure oh, that, that would exists. raise my review of Westworld considerably. <laughs> like, it all makes sense. <laughs> Guys, that's the lead in to your next movie, Movie Live. Oh, oh yeah, my yeah, goodness. Yeah. You do some our Westworld back, back, back to the Westworld. Back to the Buford. Back to the Buford. Mm. Uh, that's the sitcom that spins off from the western <laughs> western one. Back to the Buford. Back to the Buford. And it's just yeah. zany Buford tripping yeah. and falling in manure, Dick Van Dyke style. <laughs> Can you imagine? No it? sweep. Can- well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay to get back to actually talking yeah. about the movie, oh. is, uh, the one uh, one of the things that they did in the second one to the to the third one was introducing the western tropes early, mm-hmm. and they do this. Uh, I mean, the, like 
you pointed out actually they, there's a scene in each movie where Marty gets woken up by yep. his mom after some sort of catastrophic pass yes. out and or sleep. Yep. He gets woken up by a different version of his mom. So they mm-hmm. repeat that. In the second one, they introduce the bar scene. Yes. You know, he has an Old West showdown after playing an Old West video game yep. with Biff after they slide him up. Yep. He couldn't get a Pepsi free. Though that was in the 50s. Well, I was going to say, a, that a is tab. actually sort of established in the first one. It's not quite a bar scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he goes to that milk shop, uh, milkshake shop, and, oh, and they, yeah, yeah. they throw the milkshake down the, the thing Rocket. at him. So it started as a reference to Westerns. Yes. ended up being lubricated into a you know prelude to going full Western. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the second one, when they are in Trump Tower, I'll just refer to it that way. I'm not even going to fake it anymore. Uh, when, they're, <laughs> when they're in Trump Tower in the second one, uh, you can see in the background uh, of one of the scenes is a Clint Eastwood movie where he's doing the trick with the furnace thing, yeah. furnace plate on the chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's and he thinks it's so great. He goes, "It's brilliant." Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like who who would come up with that? But yeah. those those tannins fall for it classically yeah, yeah. over the course of exactly. all of space and time. Yeah. But they do it also, uh, the, the one thing I wrote down was, Marty can't order a drink properly because of time and Biff. <laughs> and that happens in, you know, he goes in for a Pepsi free, uh-huh. can't get a Pepsi free. Yeah. Like, what do, you, what do you want a free for? You can't. Yeah. Biff shows up. In the second one, he wants a tab. He's going to start a tab. He didn't order anything. Yeah. And then Griff shows up. Uh, and yeah, then yeah. in this one, you know, I'll have an ice water. What? We drink steaming whiskey, <laughs> literally yeah. steaming yeah. whiskey. And then Buford shows up. Uh-huh. And, uh, that's a Western trope that went through yes. all three of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that, like, the technically, there, you know, you would never look at Back to the Future. Okay, if you looked at Back to the Future in a vacuum and didn't know that there were these sequels, you would never watch Back to the Future and think, like, oh, I can see the Western influence on this movie. You wouldn't, like, see that no. bar scene and be like, oh, yeah, they're doing the classic bar scene from the Western. No. But once you get to this movie, and that's what they are doing. You look back at it and go, "Oh, that is what they were like. They weren't doing that, probably not intentionally, mm. but like in retrospect, the, probably even they can look back and go, oh, that is what we, like this is but movies. Like that. whether we, we know we're that. doing it or not, like that's where the scene. Oh, comes it went from. from an homage to right. to a reference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, they like they uh, they like invented meta. Right, it, but just by a function of time travel tomfoolery, yeah, yeah. they invented meta. That would be uh, a great alternate title to this whole series: is time travel tomfoolery. Oh, I was gonna say, inventing meta. <laughs> no. That's that's a band name. Yeah, yeah. Inventing, inventing meta, meta is oh. a great metal. Band There's a girl name. on keyboards in that band. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, to go back to what you guys were saying about the 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 bar setting and yes. the milkshake yes. and like all yes. of that, it's like, do is that? A concept that is actually tied with Westerns? Or is that just like an American concept of the like quick service type of place? You know, I think it's a like, Western thing because I've a million times tried to so, slide a drink down a bar and it never works. And it's because that was like culturally. But I just mean I just head. mean like that style of service. Like that style yeah, of yeah, service, yeah. like coming in, you sit down real quick, like like diners have a bar. You yeah, know, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, get yeah. alcohol at a bar. You know, like there's a bunch of different settings. Like when I worked in Reading Terminal Market, the place I worked at had a bar, but we didn't necessarily serve alcohol, but it was like you could walk in, you could sit down, you could get yeah, something yeah, quick, yeah. and you could leave. You know, it's like, is that like necessarily a Western thing or is that just like an American concept to like get what you need and go? 
I think it's a little bit of both because you know? it probably, I mean, it didn't get introduced into Western movies like unless it was a concept like first. Yeah. You know, we like, like yeah. bars collectively. We, yeah. we like that type of service. And you do see it in the future where, they, I mean, we see it now. I, I love totally Wawa. The, the food's not good, but I don't have to talk to anybody. Right. It's my right. favorite thing about yep. it. And I can just like sit there and like just do, do my what thing, I had to do. listen to my shit, and, yep. and get on with my life because without interacting shows, with any awful people. Shows like Cheers. Where yeah. they have that dynamic, but it's not a Western. It takes place in the Northeast. Yeah. You know, but it's like there still is that dynamic of like the person that like sits, stands there and serves you and talks to you and gets to know you. Yeah. And like that has now transcended, I feel, into like like my generation of like a coffee bar. Yeah. You go in and you're like, oh, I've yeah, seen yeah, espresso. Yeah. And like you, you take a quick shot of espresso and you have a little interaction like probably every day. And it's just like, all right. Bye. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. The evolution of that, like quick service, like I don't, I don't think it necessarily has to do with the West. I think it just has to do with like the fact that we are always moving. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? Like, oh, absolutely. It's, it's constantly like going. Well, I think that's how it ended up becoming a thing of the old West. Um, you know, just because well, it's something that we always had anyway. Through. Yeah. You know, they were moving through like Oregon Trail style. Like, hey, okay, refuel. Yeah. I'm on my way. I need a bed. I need a whiskey. <laughs> need a woman, and then I'm out. Let I'm out before the sun sets. Because I've yeah. been on a horse for four days. How you doing? Bye. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> I got my my mocha soy latte <laughs> shit. I'm really sorry. I was very tangential just there. No. Like, <laughs> no, but you're right though. That's that's. Uh, you said earlier, and I don't know if we had the mics on, so I'm just going to credit you to it. You said that this one was about heritage. And so I think yes. it's interesting that this does go deeper into the idea of Hill Valley as a town. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw it as a suburbia. We saw it as overdeveloped. But, you know, now we see it as as it's being born. We see, you know, his, what does he say? It was his great-grandfather? I think so. So we get a yeah. little bit more of a sense. I think that is part of the closing of Marty's arc because mm -hmm. we we know a lot about Marty, but we got to give him, he, he has to have an arc. Yeah. He's, he's, right. Basically, can't be stopped. Right, like nothing right. can stop. Marty's he's always get back fine. To Jennifer, eventually. He's, yeah, she's and asleep like, on a bench the, for. Jennifer has been asleep for two movies. Yeah, <laughs> would it be great if she woke up and was just like, "I feel rested." Yeah. It's like the world stopped while I was asleep. Yeah. Oh. She wakes up and Marty passes out. Yeah, she's yeah. like, "Oh no, Marty! Is it daylight savings time?" <laughs> Can I take an Advil PM before I went to bed? I do like that at the end she wakes up and she's like, I had this horrible nightmare that we traveled through time. And within six seconds, she sees a flying train come out of space. And she's just like, oh, will you look at that? She's like, <laughs> she's not the, at all. She like, sees the receipt disappear. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, good. Oh. Let's have this cute race moment. Yeah. With Flea. Flea in the last uh, Needles. Needles. He looks like he was just bit by the rage zombie yeah. in, uh, 28, 28 days, days later. later. And like just his eyes have turned, yeah. but he's not quite like he's fucking crazy looking. Yeah. He's really crazy yeah. looking. Needles. Needles. But well, if we're there, that's the closing of Marty's arc. Yeah. Because at this point, he never actually saw his future self. Right. Uh, only, only Jennifer did. Yeah. Yeah. And he just, you know, he was just dancing around doing his thing. Being Marty, just tearing up the space-time continuum. <laughs> but uh, he never knew about his future. Yep. And nobody ever told him, the way that he told Doc about you know, getting shot by the terrorists in the first one, mm -hmm. uh, nobody ever told him not to do the race. Right. And he decided not to. Yes. He that's his arc. I yeah, love that. Yeah, he chooses you know? to do that. And it's, it's all about making the right yep. choice. Yep. And, and not because somebody told him he shouldn't. No, yeah, he, right. he learned. He yeah. got there by yeah. learning it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is actually pretty great. You know what I mean? It's like we you 
the the fact that doesn't happen in the first one. No, I was gonna say you're just happy he's home. Yeah, and right. you know he's like you know his family's doing better now. Well, They're doing it, better yeah. in the present. And day. in that one, he, and Biff's a little bitch. If you had to say it's about anything with him, it's like he was selfish at the beginning of the movie, and by the end he learns to be a little more selfless. He has yeah. to help his dad to to he's meet a his little mom tiny and, bit less selfish. Yeah, yeah a exactly. little, a little bit, a little bit. He's yep. mostly just exhausted. Yes, yeah. a little bit, less. and he's still not going to get to sleep for a whole nother movie. <laughs> yeah. <that's> so <laughs> I'm glad that this movie opens with him asleep. Yeah, me too. Thank, like that's the episode of 24 that I needed yeah. when I first tried to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Just one episode where 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 Jack was Keeper Sutherland, Jack, Jack, Jack Bauer. Bauer. Yeah, he's just like ah oh, enough. Yeah. Oh my God, it's seven. We're seven hours deep into this day. Yeah. We've got 17 left. Yeah, I needed that. I gave up on that show because I was exhausted. Yeah, you just like, needed. Jesus, Kiefer, get a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Sit down. You're like, Charge your phone. You use it so much. Can we do plug the, it in one time? Can we do the three episodes where you accidentally fall asleep and are just having a nap? Like, Jack, get down here right now. And he's like, what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got to get down. The, the Russians are attacking. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is, is Kowalski there? Get him to do it. I left my, my drawer unlocked. All those files are there. Uh, Dan used his cell phone to mime an oh, yeah. entire bit for the last two minutes. That no I was holding up see. my cell phone. Yeah. So rewind it and put that in. Put that <laughs> in your brains. Uh, uh, but the so the the big thing I wanted to, to really talk about was the the finale because you get you know you have this like the movie moves at this sort of rapid pace. Within fifteen minutes, we go to the old west. Like they get mm. everything out of the way up top, get us to the old west fast. Then we run through a bunch of Old West tropes for like about an hour or whatever. And then the last like 30, 40 minutes are made up of this sort of uh, taking... What's the biggest West trope ever? It's, yeah. a, it's a train robbery. Train robbery. But it's like, it, uh, it's a big ramp up to that still though. It's like this ticking time bomb of the whole thing where uh, Marty wakes up, Doc isn't there. It turns out Doc has gone to get drunk because the night before he broke up with his girlfriend. So now he's got to go to that bar to go get Doc. Oh, and it turns out Doc has already drank and passed out drunk, so now he's got to wake Doc up. He has and, had oh, a sip of whiskey. Yeah, and oh, he forgot that he had challenged Buford Tannen to a uh, gunfight <laughs> on this very morning. Yeah. So now he's in that town that he wasn't supposed to be in, trying to recover Doc from drinking, while Buford Tannen is outside, threatening him to a gun battle. And oh, oh. now we hear the sound of the train going off. They, oh, they, right, they, they add something the in there, though. They give it an actual time frame. Yeah. Because he looks out at the clock, yep. and the clock on the street is 8.50. Yep. They stir up the get undrunk quick juice, yep. and he's like, in about 10 minutes, yep. on the dot, yep. This is, he, this is, he's going to wake up in 10 minutes in three, two, one, go. And then yeah. he drinks it, and so that's they add that level. Yes. And then you have the, the train whistle. You hear that that goes off, mm. and so it's like, oh, right, and they have to go get on the train. He's like, they're adding all of these time elements because it's a fucking Back to the Future. It's all about time. They're adding all of these like timed elements, one on top of the other, on top of the other, on top of the other, and then on, and then they continue to build on it by having Clara get off the train. We know that they are journeying and questing to oh, the train. And she gets right. off the train and yeah. because she gets it's adorable. Off the train. Uh, and so now we have this another added Which? element of her having to go to the train that they are now on, so that once she gets to it, even though they're now finally close to their goal. They're now stopped from their goal because now they have to incorporate her into that goal. The way that finale... You want her there. Yeah. Doc needs this. The way that finale builds on itself and builds on itself and builds on itself and adds more and more stakes as it goes on is like truly thrilling. Mm. That whole finale is foreshadowed 
when um, Marty shows up and he and Doc are walking through the plans of yeah. how they're going to send him back. And he's like, the train's at eight o'clock. And he's like, well, what if the train is delayed? And Clara getting on the train and oh, getting right. off the train delays, delays the train. The train. Oh, like yeah. the whole thing oh, yeah, all yeah. comes full circle. Yeah. Like, so it is a little The only reason that it's not delayed you, because it, they, they like trick you and make you think that it's delayed because they have to be there for the duel. Right. But in actuality, it's the fact that like those two like random dudes yeah. sat down behind Clara and started talking about oh, Emmett yeah, showing yeah. up at the bar. That yeah. was adorable. And, then, <laughs> and yes. she's like, what's her name? And she's like, I have to get off. And she does the like SEPTA bus pool <laughs> yeah. and just gets <laughs> off the bus. Like, like, it's great. It and that's great why the like, train, bing. you think it's because Doc and Marty aren't there. Oh, it's yeah. so good. It's just like, they, they, I feel like more in Back to the Future 3 than any other Back to the Future movie, they like, they give you information and then they like trick you. Like, yeah. like usually they kind of follow through. Yeah. They pay like, it off. This one, yeah. they like, they just like switch. Yeah. Like, they subvert all instantly. of the information they give you. That's, that's like a movie's goal. Cause when everyone's like, Oh, you know, I've, I've seen it before. It's formulaic. Yeah. Like they kept the formula, but they do shake they, up the formula. Totally. Once well, again though, that's, that's uh that runs parallel to his invention style. Yes. Because it seems like anytime they run into something going wrong, they put a Band-Aid on it and move on to the next thing going yep. wrong and put a Band-Aid on it. And as we reach that swell, all of the Band-Aids are flexing and all the cuts yeah, are about yeah. to open up, but then the Band-Aids hold. Yeah. It totally worked. Plan A. <laughs> plan A went to Plan B. Plan B went to Plan C. There was no Plan D, but Plan D worked. Yeah. Or yeah. Plan C worked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really, I think that finale is like pretty, oh, and then you have, I mean, it's like, so you have all the stakes and stuff, and then on top of it, it's just like, it's such a fucking, it, it's so crazy by the time you get to, yeah, and I got these logs made out of blankets that make the steam oh, yeah. different colors, and they correspond to the colors on your little speedometer that's not a speedometer inside your car that yeah, I Yeah, he got one of those in the Old West. Yeah. Well, like, I guess he pulled that out of the machine. I wish they but, had yeah. those you could buy to light campfires in the woods. Yeah. Like, oh, one, yeah. two, three. Like, that would be amazing. That's a market. Yeah. All they have is the little wax logs with, with like balsa wood in them. Yeah, yeah. They're decent, but yeah. no, I want to, I want, yeah. I want a one, two, three, and that I want to fake burn science. the according color. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. You can get a powder for fire. That makes it burn another. I've done that. That's good stuff. That's real good stuff. Anyway, back. I'm yeah. sorry. No, I that, that <laughs> back was to the Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah. back to well, the back. That was my point. Is we just are like... eventually going to get into a list about fake science. Yeah. yeah. And I think that would be a fun thing to talk about here. The fake science is all 100 percent fake. Yeah. And it is. It's not. I mean, it's based in the loosest of concepts, mm -hmm. but they completely follow the rules as to themselves. Yes. Because it's okay. Why does it? Need, why does it need to go 88? Because that's what activates the flux capacitor. Yes. Done. What does the flux capacitor do? Mystery. That allows you to travel through time. Yeah. That's all we need to know. That's it. Yeah, yeah. The green one makes it go a little faster. <laughs> the yellow one makes it go a little faster. The red one makes it go a little faster. Trust me, I figured it out. You see my ice cube machine? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And But the science works. Yeah. We follow that. Exactly. Yeah, I, it's one of my favorite... You know, it, it is a classic movie trope in and of its own, right? Which is just the idea that, like... All right, well, we want to do a movie where uh, a guy that looks kind of like a cat rollerblades through the sky. Mm. Uh, like, how do we... I'm describing we, Jupiter yep. ascending right now. Uh, <laughs> like, like, you know, what do we need for that? How do we pull that off? Like, oh, well, you would need, like, these weird rocket boots. Yeah. And so we'll just create weird rocket boots, and then we'll tell you they're weird rocket boots, and that the weird rocket boots let you rollerblade through the sky if you're a half-man, half-cat. Of course. And... As long as we hold true to that, then that is what those shoes do. I feel like that example was a slightly I, less I successful I, one. I, I, I was more having fun talking about Jupiter or something. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that, it, 
I enjoyed somehow, the part about the cat boots. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the somehow Back to the Future almost does that same thing but pulls it off. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the idea that they can pile on as much bullshit as yeah. they want, but they always they they essentially put a band-aid on it. The yeah. second you ask a question, they go, "No, it's fine because of this." And they move you to the next thing. It's uh we'll end up talking about this more when we get to our list, but uh, a better example is like Ghostbusters is yeah. full of technology that is like uh, I guess that one's not going on my list uh, anymore. I, it, it, Backspace that bad boy. All, all based on bullshit. Like none of what they say is real science or is makes any actual sense. But uh, I believe when I look at the devices that they have in their hands and they tell me when they open up and capture ghosts that they do capture ghosts and contain those ghosts. And uh, that it also would be a concern of the EPA. Yes, exactly. It yeah. still fits into that. Yeah. It, it, so, you know, it's the idea that you can just, like, present somebody with a box and say, well, this box lets you travel through time. And as long as the movie upholds that, uh, that logic, then uh, that's real science, according to that, you know, in the context of that movie, which is one of my favorite, like, movie concepts that we can just go like, yeah, we don't have a thing that does that. Mm. There is no thing that there is no box that lets you travel through time. Okay, so let's build a box and say it makes you travel through time. As long yeah. as we hold consistent to that. Have Doc scream it at them. Exactly. Yeah. As long as we that hold was my big problem. That. I think I got like three books deep into Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. First one was great. Yeah. But by the time we got into the third one, it got to the point where it was like, oh no, we've run into this type of creature. Well, good thing we have anti this type of creature spray that just exists now. <laughs> and like it keeps <laughs> happening yeah. to the point where it's like, you're just doing it. Yeah. And Back to the Future threatens to get there without ever even getting there. Yes, yeah. You know, it never gets to the point where you're like, of course you figured it out. Because I think it's because of that subversion. Because we don't know how. Right. We're so curious to see how they're going to figure it out. Yes. That once they do, you're so elated that we can move to the next thing real quick. Yeah, yeah. And right. we're good to go. Well, they, uh, man, I really yeah. like the way this movie, like, uh, you know, a great illustration of how it sort of subverts. Like, it is, it's still a Back to the Future movie and going through the story that all mm. of them are. You know, they're all the same story still going through it, but still subverting itself is the picture. Because, like, the first movie, you have this picture where people are fading away, mm. and the goal of the movie is make sure they don't fade away. Uh, and then the second movie, you have this headline, and the idea is, like, we need to change that. We need to do something to make sure that changes to something else. And then in this movie, uh, you have a picture where it's, like, we know that there are only a couple of outcomes here. How do we get rid of both? Like, they actually subvert that whole trope of the fading away, trying to make sure something happens or doesn't happen, mm. and go, there's actually only, like, two outcomes here, and we have to figure out either to choose between them or figure out a way around both of to them. To stop both of them, yeah. Because yeah, it's either Doc, I almost said Mock or Darty. <laughs> um, Doc or Marty yeah. uh, is going to be on the tombstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is an interesting subvert, you know, it's not a subversion, I guess, but it's like an interesting not twist Biff. on that. Not Biff. I always thought that. I always yeah. thought that when when it got unclear after Doc's name disappears, I always was like, well, is it going to be Biff or is it going to be Marty? Marty can't kill him. Marty yeah. throws really? gun on the floor. M really? Nobody it's dies. the West. Marty's not going to kill anybody. I always thought there was the option. That's the last Band-Aid. Yeah, That's yeah, like yeah, when yeah. you're reusing a Band-Aid. Yeah. Right. yeah. Marty wouldn't get there because even he threw down the gun and was like, I got to outsmart him. And then he, he kicked the gun and punched him. Yeah. But like maybe like Doc would have stood back up and shot Biff. Like, I mean, yeah. there's there's other right, possibilities. Right. Like maybe Mar Marty couldn't have done it. But like, yeah, yeah. I like Biff could have died or Mad Dog. Well, if, only only if he'd procreated at this point. I don't 
He's Buford. He's Buford, yeah. Tannen. Yeah. Buford Mad Dog I keep Tannen referring because to he drools. <laughs> he's Buff. He's not Biff. Yeah, there's Biff, Old Biff, Griff, and right. Buford. Yep. And then alternate reality, Trump Biff. Yep. Donald, Donald and, Briff. And, Brumpf. Brumpf. Well, Buford Trump. <laughs> Wait, actually, we, I, think we did this, I think we did this on our, our, our part two thing, but it is fun to do this. There's actually, hold on. So there is... All of the, the, all of the Biffs? Yeah, so there's 1955 Biff. Right. Mm-hmm. There's 1985 Biff that we meet at the beginning of Back to the Future. Yes. There's also 1985 Biff, who's technically an alternate that we yeah, meet at, at the, the end. end of Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. There is alternate. Well, there's 2015 Biff, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's old Biff. Old Biff from 2015. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. So it's so no. So there's there's 2015 Biff who is old Biff, yeah. and then there's alternate 1985 yeah, no, yeah, Biff yeah, yeah. who's number five, uh, and then there's Buford. Number six. And Griff from the oh, future. Oh, and Griff. And Griff. Gotta so get Griff seven. in there. There's seven bits. There's seven versions. Five of them are in two. I think that's ultimately why it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All of, and actually, Buford is... So, yeah, Buford's in two as well, because they show him at the casino. Oh, like, yes. he's been running this town since back in the days. A Buford Mad Dog Tannen. Yeah, that's at right. The, yeah. at, like the Trump... Uh, the uh, <laughs> Tannen Museum. Ah, that's crazy. Yes. That's like RoboCop predicting... Detroit I know. level crazy. <laughs> I know they na- like that's it's that's fucked up. Nuts. They were that they were on. Someone had some sort of time bending. <laughs> yes, it's too much. Uh huh. It's the too much. It, like, listen, there there is no way twenty five years from now, like a, a a a high school kid that thinks he's way smarter than he actually is, doesn't write a paper. Oh yeah. Ab- about how about. Hill Valley representing all of the United States of America and how yeah. these movies are an actual breakdown of the entire population of America and the building to the 2016 election. There's no way that doesn't happen. I think we should try and write that. <laughs> Why not? It's, Hill, it's, if we can write it and get an agreement between Farside and Philadelphia to do a big expansion on that and put them out I'm there, telling you, it's it would, good stuff. Think about it. It would be huge because that's like that is literally that has become a prevailing theory about I'd Night of the Living it. Dead. That the the cemetery, because it has mm. the American flag over it, is meant to represent all of America. That's just because we're a bunch of fucking dicks forty year olds forty years later that are trying to like unpack something for meaning. Listen, which is my favorite thing to do. That's what this whole podcast is about. But like that's how you get to a theory like that. That's ha- that is definitely gonna happen twenty it's years gonna from happen. now. Somebody's gonna write a paper about how Hill Valley represents all of America. I feel like in what what year did that come out? Nineteen eighty nine. Uh-huh. In nineteen eighty nine, Trump saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, just yeah. like, that's pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could go bigger. I could, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. <laughs> Trump sitting in his hot tub. I could see myself there, just like watching watching the the. Uh, <laughs> the Clint Eastwood. Oh yes, yeah. it's it's brilliant. Yeah, tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you thought of that. Wow, <laughs> gesturing with my hands, my little yeah. hands doing the yeah. double okay. Uh, what does he say? Bigly, hugely. He always said uh, his big words are always like, "It's gonna be a disaster." Yeah, it's gonna be tremendous, <laughs> or it's gonna be huge. <laughs> Such a huge. He is made out of butts. <laughs> He's just like all old butts put together into one man. Like, remember the meat man? Yeah, in, from in, uh, uh, preacher. John dies at the end. Oh, meat, uh, yeah. the, the yes. giant meat yes. man. That's Trump. They just he's just they they got a bunch of old just old people's butts and like rotten ham hocks <laughs> and just knit them together and struck it with lightning. And he's like, I want to do real estate. And they're like, he's good. Let him loose. Maybe he'll be president someday. <laughs> oh, and he fucking did it. Woo! Oh. I, I still, every once in a while, I'll just think about that and be yeah. like, that, that just happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah! yeah. 
Wait, I, it's not even not even because of the disastrous outcome. That yeah. almost doesn't concern me. Yeah. It's the conceptual idea of I just know. like that, that fucking guy. He got. He's the president. Dude, I, w- I was listening. <laughs> it's insane. I was listening to Never Not Funny today, and uh, I think Gary Goldman was the uh, oh, was the Gary guest. Gary Goldman's great. And he said that uh, a friend of his at dinner the other night. Uh, had the best description of what happened during the 2016 presidential, or what's happening now, like just post the 2016 presidential election. He said, it's like we got diagnosed with a disease and we're just waiting for the symptoms to come. Oh, yeah. That, Everyone's bucket list. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that is so horrifyingly accurate of how it feels. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's just fucking crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. We tried to beat him. Like a celebrity, yeah. forgetting that he can't be beat that way. Yeah, when they could have so easily beat him as a yeah. politician because he can't do it. Jimmy Pardo, it's so insane. Jimmy Pardo also brought up, but I'm part of the problem. You know? Yeah, oh, totally. It, it's 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 nuts. What if he? What if one of the things he does as president is uh, make it so that foreign-born people can become president, so that <laughs> oh, our next God. president can be Arnold Schwarzenegger, and just from now on, hosts of The Apprentice are our presidents? I would go back in time just to. <laughs> To, to change my vote to Donald Trump yeah. just to get a Schwarzenegger presidency. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that precious about this country. That's fucking... From lifting weights. <laughs> that is so funny to me. The idea that we have a... From now on, we have a lineage of presidents, presidents that are all apprentice hosts. Who would be the next... Appre- People would be like vying for the yeah, apprentice exactly. Host. Jesse Ventura would be trying to get one it season once Schwarzenegger Obama comes back. president. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, he's hosting The Apprentice? Wait a minute. Does that mean he could be president again? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Tim Allen shows up. Yeah. <laughs> we got political and lost our guest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-oh. As soon as we started talking about that, she, she booked. Uh, no, she's still here. Um... Uh, I think I'm actually ready to wrap it up on Back to the Future 3. As soon as Becca gets back, we'll let her have a last word, but I think we can move on to these lists. I want to talk about this. Yes. One of my favorite things about being a kid, one of my favorite things about, like, my favorite types of things as a kid, I had an erector set. Yeah. I played the even even more most incredible machine. Yes. Which is a great game. Yeah, I played that. Uh, Mousetrap. Uh-huh. Domino Rally. Uh-huh. That kind of stuff is so much fun because yes. of the Rube Goldbergian aspect. Uh-huh. And from top to bottom, the entire trilogy of Back to the Future is an application of that. Totally. And it is what I said before, the Band-Aid style. Yeah. And nothing is more satisfying than when you duct tape something, you're not sure if it's going to hold, and it holds. Yeah. And that whole series does that the entire time. But when you think about it in terms of the... The filmmaking feels that way, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, he's he's only a good actor when he screams. All right, get some steampunk machinery. That's loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make him scream. Like it's it all just feels like it happened. And somehow they created a perfect sphere out of yeah, it. Yeah, it feels it's like perfectly contained. It feels like an organic mess mm-hmm. that is, is not a mess. You know what I mean? It's like it's like this mess that organically is perfect. It just held. Yeah, it held. Uh, the breakfast machine worked. Yeah, is basically. What I was it gonna is. say that's actually a great way to describe the series is as like its own Rube Goldberg machine. It's it's a exactly s- series of tiny. Tiny little details that all build and build and build on each other and compound each other into this like exceptionally complex machine that is about one simple thing. It's literally about like two guys traveling through time across a 24 hour period that takes them across like hundreds of years of existence. Oh, yeah. You know, it's the same reason why we love just heist like movies. Doctor yeah. Who. Just yes. like that. It's the exactly. same reason why yeah. we love Doctor yep. Who. It's the same reason why we love a heist movie. Is they set up the pieces, up. <laughs> let them. Fall. I really do have to watch it. It's I've fun. seen one episode. It's great. Don't. 
you don't need to watch the whole thing if yeah. you want. Well, if you want to watch the it, Christopher like Christopher Eccleston first episode where there was I'm plastic just, people. I'll just give you the list of all the best episodes to watch. Oh, please do. And then just like save yourself the other thirty hours that you don't need to watch. Fair it. enough. H- help me with this because you might agree with me on this is a good one for him to watch. What is the two part episode where there's a planet orbiting a black hole? It's in the oh, Tenet run. Ooh, ooh. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, but no. What? I don't want to reveal too much because there's like a huge thing that happens at the end of it that's fun. Of that episode because I know what happens in it. Yeah, Uh, there's. I'll I'll look it up for you. I said, don't spoil it. I'd like to watch this. I'll make it a recommendation on the next episode for everybody. Okay. Because we talked about midnight, but that wasn't that episode. Midnight is the episode where like. They start. It's it's a lot with speaking. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking That's about. That's not what you're talking about no. right now, though. No, okay. yeah. Then it's no. God. I can't remember what it's called. I'll make it a recommendation on the next episode of movie. Movie. I'll cool, look it up. Cool, There's cool. a great two part episode of Doctor Who where it's they go to like a, they come in droves. Where they I'm go. I'm gonna to, look it up. Yeah. I gotta. I got to. Yeah. Let's find. I can't I say that I'm a fan on a podcast and then not know what you're talking about. I if have there's to that much of it, it out there, I think you get a pass. There's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of there's those a, out there's there. There's 50 years worth of that show out there. Yeah. That's uh, insane. And actually, some of it I think is like lost forever. Yeah. Lost there, to the there are there are lost old out of the, films. There's actually uh, episodes that are still coming out from those old seasons as they recover more. <laughs> they of just them. keep chiseling there's... film reels out of amber. They're like, oh, good thing this film reel got caught in some amber. It's like cave paintings of Doctor Who. Creating it off of like, oh, you see here, Doctor Who used a pitchfork to chase a buffalo. <laughs> that actually sounds like a Doctor yeah. Who episode. <laughs> it's, it's not a pitchfork. It's what the thing, the screwdriver. Oh, the, yeah, the sonic little, screwdriver. Is, uh, the sonic yeah. Harry Potter wand that does yeah. all No, the it's not a wand. It, well, it's, it you is know. completely different. What, what is, what's a wand? What? Sometimes a wand is a, a wand. A wand is a magical <laughs> element. A sonic Sometimes screwdriver a is, just a, is a gadget built by a Time Lord from the pa- planet Califrey. It's completely uh, different. It's okay, completely I got it. Like, uh, a, like anyway. a lightsaber? <laughs> yes, like it's not a magic wand. It's a, a lightsaber. A is a magic wand. Poof. <laughs> no, completely nope. different. Complete. It's you pretty cool, apparate. though. Well, I mean, you I'm could apparate someone into death. <laughs> <laughs> you know what never... Oh, wait, did... You can cauterize a wound with a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> if you get close and do the... Zzz. Did anyone ever activate a lightsaber into somebody so that it going off stabbed through them? Yeah, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. Is that what that is that what happened there? Because yeah. that was I always wanted because to see it close it quarters and he spun where it, it and he turned it on. Uh, okay, I want to see it in like a like you know when people have their swords crossed and they're looking through the X. Yeah, I want to see it like that where someone's got it and they have a moment where it's like I could turn this thing on any second. Yeah, yeah, and then that'd be fucking cool. That's a big moment in episode one when he first puts the light. Qui Gon takes the lightsaber and like puts it into the door that's closed and like melts the door oh, yeah. away because it's like. That's an application of a lightsaber. It's like, oh, that makes total sense, and I'd never even thought about that. Yeah, like yeah. in the other movies, I really should watch all of those again before they're Rogue fun. One, but I, I just haven't. I, 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 did, I don't have the time. I'm not going to this year because I did it before Episode Seven last year. Uh, I do not need to do it all again so before I Rogue didn't. One. I was supposed to have that that screening that they did. That oh yeah, right, the yeah. Rights, so I didn't do it. Yeah. Yes. Is it the Waters of Mars? No. Damn it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's from like season two. It's the I think it's from the first Tenant run. Uh, I'm looking at it. Oh no! The Impossible Planet. I think that's what it's called. The Impossible I Planet. You. I think that's what it's called. I it's, believe you. It's a great two-part episode where it's another band name. They yes, they find a planet that is revolving around a black hole, which should be impossible. 
And so they have to go investigate that planet. And it's a fucking really awesome, fascinating sci-fi episode. How long is it? To be honest with It's me. a two-parter. So it's I think it's like two, what, 40-minute episodes probably? Two 45-minute yeah. episodes. Well, it's BBC. It's a little longer. It might be 50. Okay. So it's like a feature movie if you watch them back to back. Watch it. The classic go-to is the, the Weeping Angels Blink. episode. Blink. Or Don't oh, Blink. Is don't that the one where where when you don't look at them they come at yeah. you? It's like the one of my coworkers the ghost referenced Mario. that to me. Yeah, what was that? When you play Mario, yes. there's those yes. ghosts, and it's like if you look, they yeah. don't move, and you turn away, they do. They come after you. Yeah. That was one of my uh, someone at my work was like because we were talking in their office. They were like, "Did you ever see?" And they referenced that episode. I was like, "No." Like that's what my email feels like. <laughs> and then when I went back to my desk, I said to to uh, the guy next to me, yeah. "I was like, yeah." The, she just said that. Is that funny? And he was like, oh, they're kind of like the ghost from Mario. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. That That is the classic go-to <laughs> if you've never seen Doctor Who, watch that episode, because the Doctor is like a side character in that episode. Right. It has nothing so to do with So you don't have him. to know anything about any of the history of Doctor Who. What you learn about the Doctor is what the antagonist learns about the Doctor, and it doesn't change the story. Uh, yeah, that's like, cool. It's awesome. Yeah. It's right. awesome. Yeah. I would also recommend these days. Midnight, and I would also recommend... The um the library episodes. Oh yeah, the silence in the library. Awesome. Okay. And these are all ten. So good. These are all. These are I'm all. Pretty sure these are Apparently, all. Apparently, I know They're he goes down as like the, the best. Like he's, he was he the is. really he's the fucking one. fun. He is yeah. the most believable. Like yeah. I just believe everything that he says. So is he similar to Doc Brown in terms of like just imagination yeah, and, like and you positivity? Just, you just buy it. Like that. everything that comes out of his mouth, you just buy it. You're like, yeah, I'm along for this ride. It, Take nice. me on this ride. You'll let me into your like, TARDIS. Yeah. Is that what it is? The yes, TARDIS. Yeah. Yes. TARDIS. Let me in. I want to be your little partner. You'll, Time and relative You'll love this. I think it's in, in that space. that uh, the the Weeping Angels episode. Don't. Bl- I think it's in Don't Blink. There's a one it of Flaming Stuntman. Flaming uh, Stuntman. No, no, no. Ah! There's there's a great line where. A ca- an exasperated character asks the doctor to explain time to her, uh. like to explain it and how time travel works and stuff. And he and he and he basically the explanation is essentially there is no explanation. Like there, the, I can't explain it to He's you in a like, way that means anything. People but, think uh, that time is a right, linear cause linear. to effect, but actually time is a weebly wobbly mess of just like what could happen and what does happen. It, but the, it does. There's no cause and effect. It's just all the, mixed up. And yeah. all of your options give you different stories. Yeah, the, it's awesome. The exact <laughs> line, my mind is melting. The exact line, which you'll love, is, is he goes. Uh, People think that uh, time is is uh, is linear, point A to B, when in reality it's a bunch of wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. <laughs> That's his explanation for how time works. It's a bunch of wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. It's too much. Uh, yeah, that that is like that's the perfect encapsulation of why Tennant is like the perfect doctor. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how he handles his responsibility he really as the doctor is explaining things like that. You know, it's, uh, who was the other perfect. guy though besides Tennant? Uh, there was a guy around his ear that Matt was, Smith. Like, okay, he was the, he was the one, one that I heard that was like yeah. a big one. Yeah. Matt Smith was a. Are, should we stay on? That's fine. This is fine. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Matt Smith was a great in. doctor. Matt Smith, I think, was the doctor too long. How many How seasons long was he the did doctor? He, do? he was the doctor about six to seven. Yeah, the, and that's like, one of the like longer Tenet runs, was right? Three. three He's yeah. the longest. Yeah. He's the longest. Yeah. Um, Tennant was two. I think three. He was he was maybe three. Yeah, and yeah, he was three. He, he was, did three. Uh, 
uh, Matt Smith was six because he got fucking Clara. I'm sorry. Yeah. Who's said, Clara? Fucking Clara. He's the she's the worst sidekick in the world. He always has Is a she, companion. Who plays they always that one? Have a, I don't know. Oh, uh, she's not no. I think you're thinking terrible. You're, who's the Who's the one that I'm like madly in love with? You're thinking of the girl Nebula. that's in in yeah that's, yeah from yes. Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yeah. Karen Gilligan. Karen Gilligan. She that's played it, yeah. Amy Pond. Yeah. She Amy was Pond. in <laughs> Oculus, and when I saw that, I'm like, who? Is that? <laughs> oh, it was it was hard. Yes. No. Uh, oh, that sounded bad. It was. I mean, I fell hard. <laughs> I fell hard. It was hard. Okay. <laughs> I did too. All uh, right. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, who are you, Becca? Final thoughts yes. on Back to the Future Part Three. Like what? It's perfect. This is it's perfect. <laughs> That's I'll everyone it. should watch it. Marty, yeah. final thoughts also, on Biff. He's an asshole. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the. Clara's hair is yeah. fantastic. It is. Her it purple dress at the end is like, amazing, too. It goes oh, from yeah. being up, and then when Doc comes over yeah. late at night, it's just like everywhere. Yeah. And it's like great. Yeah, we gave no, no time jobs. to Clara. That's true. She and was she, wonderful. And, Mary Steenburgen. Mary Steenburgen, and she is fantastic. Oh, uh, yeah. She's always great. She's really. She is a believable she counterpart. For, she's to the a full doc. character. She's a scientific woman. Yep. Like, she is a logical woman, and like, great antagonist to Doc. Like she's yeah. like his equal. Mm-hmm. Oh, she told she's like very viable as a companion for Doc. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Anybody else would would have been terrible. Yeah. Like, oh, and they're both like equally curious. dopey. Yes. Like yeah. dopey's not the word, but no. Yeah. Like but when it, she first meets him, she's like lost in his eyes, and then her hat falls, falls on falls her down, face, yeah. and it's a bumbling moment, <laughs> yep. much like his, but it's it's endearing. Yep. Uh, and she's just she's like so wonderful and like oh, has yeah. such a great screen presence she I think, feels too. of the old west she totally does like she yes. totally nails Mary that Laura yeah. Ingalls yes uh-huh. before uh-huh. the wilder <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes Same uh she's she's fantastic Flav. in this Floof. uh yeah she she's wonderful she's a full character yes you needed that for for doc's thing to work well especially because jennifer what? has been sleeping on a bench for fucking <laughs> oh, two yeah. movies yeah well, yeah she hardly exists because yeah. marty always had the girl yeah, yeah he was yeah, the cool yeah. kid yeah. And so you, you got to get the the nerd has to has to get his too. Yeah. But it's nice that that she was not just that. Right. But what was really cool was visually she was because you said the purple at the end. Yeah. Oh yeah. This yeah. Musty oh, yeah. old Purple's brown town. So, yeah. yeah. She's bright purple, and and she's know, riding across the plains on that oh, horse yeah. to catch up with Straddle. the the. <laughs> like huh? she's not riding. Oh right. Saddle. Yeah yeah yeah. She's oh yeah. Straddling. Yep. Uh, to catch up with that train, she like rides onto the train oh, and she climbs holds on across as the it. little pills yeah. explode, making it go faster. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. It's a lot of fun. It's cool. She gets like a big hero moment at the end, kind mm-hmm. of, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, um, and she's just I don't know. I really like her in general. She's she's great. She captured the the vibe of like they they totally yeah. they totally fall in love. Yeah, and see, that's the thing too. Because if we're going with Doc's arc of not doing science, right? Finally, following his heart, he just has to do it. Yeah. We have to buy that romance. Yeah. And the big question is, do people really fall in love in first sight? This is a stupid movie. In the old west, they, they do. sold it. In the old west, they <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. Might, she might have literally been the only other woman in town besides Marty's mom. <laughs> yeah. I cannot think of another one I appearing think that's at true. any point. I think that's true. So, you know, she had yeah. to be she had to be pretty good. Yeah. Uh. Besides the dance, I guess, of the dance. But yeah, otherwise, that's, true, that's yeah. it. Yeah, they were grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no now, one was, final like, thoughts. Over those. Uh, uh, th- I, you know, this is definitely my least favorite of this series, but it's still, like, as far as, in general, you know, 
uh, fucking X Men Apocalypse felt the need to call it out. The third movie in general is never. <laughs> I quite... loved Apocalypse. Uh, I was into it. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I love trilogies though. Learning. Yeah, yeah, that my was favorite scene brilliant. The thing is though, at that it's part, I was like, I feel like I'm reading a comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's no, that's legit. My favorite but I, scene I also laughed out loud very hard yeah. when he did that, as yeah. did. Everyone, Everyone else in the theater. Of course, yeah. All, all four of us yeah. were fucking dying. Uh-huh. Yeah, my, my X-Men screening was empty, too. Uh, but, the, you know, the third movies in, in trilogies tend not to be all that great. There are some exceptions to that, but they, they tend not to be that great. And I would say that Back to the Future 3 is actually mostly an exception to that. It's, ac- mm. it's actually still a good movie. Well, it and, has to uh, cap the series if you're going to yeah. call it a trilogy, and mm-hmm. it does. It does really well. In fact... Caps the series more than any other series. Like, every other thing that was a trilogy is not a trilogy anymore. Back to the Future is, like, one of the few that remains yep. as strictly a trilogy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I want more. I'll take more. Oh, I would. Oh, no. I don't. Don't ruin it. Don't reboot it. Don't do anything else. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I, like, I like the it's idea of Doc in yeah. space, but, like... It's so significant to a time. <laughs> not necessarily going to space. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they totally just go are. To they flew away and they shot lasers. They're going to that space. That was just the time ripping. That because was the they pew went pew. through. Well, he turned into Doctor Who. Exactly. He, he tired us out. Continuum. What if no, they tied I it just, into Doctor Who? I don't Who? want that to happen. Mm. I feel like every other reboot, every other like remake I'm I'm okay with because I do want more but like back to the future just like it's perfect leave it alone well what if like, what if so Marlon Wayans fine. makes black to the future <laughs> no what if that, that might be it, really funny but it's not don't could be super funny as part of the trilogy he'd like, be Marty McFly as hell Dude, actually, <laughs> Black to the Future probably would be funny <laughs> because be it would be like that Louis C.K. joke where it's like... Doc Dre? Oh, well, no, it's just like, well, black people can't travel through time because they're just... It, their life is way worse, no yeah, matter... Yeah. Even if they go back to yesterday, it's worse. <laughs> oh, yeah, everywhere they would yeah. go would just be like, what are you doing yeah. here, boy? I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's like one of Louis C.K.'s best bits is like black people can't use time travel. Black to the Future? Well, yeah. if they go to the future... Yeah, oh, pretty good. That's also it. That's the oh, yeah, punchline to his <laughs> joke. He goes like, he goes like, white people can go anywhere. They can go to any time in the past, yeah. and when they get out of the when they get out of the time machine, everyone will be like, "Oh, hello, well, good to see you, sir. Welcome. Can I get you a drink? Can yeah, I buy yeah. you a meal? Welcome He's to like, us." The only place they probably can't go is the future, because you could bet they're going to pay for this shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So, but if they so, made Black to the Future, I think it could work. I think that would be a funny movie. Who plays? Let's cast it. Oh, okay. Uh, I think Marty McFly, of course, is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, yeah. And he would be great. So wait, could The Rock be Doc Brown then? Rock Brown? Could The Rock be Rock uh, Brown? <laughs> Doc Chris Brown? I no. really feel like Donald no. Glover would be a great Marty oh, McFly. Oh, would be a great would Marty be McFly. so good. Yeah. And then maybe... Terry Crews? No. I think the, I, well, it would have to yes, be like I Cedric the Entertainer or something. <laughs> it would have to be Cedric the Entertainer in a white wig. Oh, what if it's like Martin Lawrence or somebody? Will Smith would make an entertaining... What if comeback? You know what I mean? Like something like that. Doc Brown. Oh, he wouldn't be Doc Brown. He'd be Doc Black. He'd be. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the level we're working with yeah. with Black to the Future yeah. by Marlon Wayans. No love lost to the scary movies. Love them. Still a fan. This better but like, go- what's it? Scary House or whatever he made. I don't know. It hasn't happened to us yet. This better be the episode somebody cuts out a two minute clip of and puts on YouTube. Like, oh, can you God. believe these idiots? Black <laughs> to the Future. I'm not saying I want it, but I am saying that I would totally I would watch s- it. Oh, I JP would too. Smooth would crush his oh, two scenes, dude. He would crush his two scenes. He would oh. show up and just do his thing. Oh, it would be amazing. He would be Doc Bra- He would be Doc Black. He would be a crazy <laughs> just Doc explaining Black. explaining science yeah, real yeah. fast. Yeah. The way he does. Was, that would like, be pretty good. Yeah. It would be pretty good. Was Doc Brown. I feel like he's too mellow. 
Although that would be kind but of that funny might too. Be fun. That might be fun. That like, nah, like man, we got a time it's machine. Like, <laughs> like yeah. oh, just jump on board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got this. It's cool. It's Don't worry about it. Marty, yeah. Marty. Marty. <laughs> 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 oh, he's, he's the drumming guy. It's like, oh, they, I, it's a doctorate in mute in funk. <laughs> Uh, I would watch that movie. Yeah, I would definitely watch that. Movie. I, I think Donald movie. Glover is a great call. It's like a uh, 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 Marty McFly recasting, re- regardless mm. of whether we're doing Black to the Future or even just a just new Back any. to the Future. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a good call. Donald Glover should be in everything. Have you got wait? Uh, this is not movie related. Have you guys heard his new album? No, no, no. it is really good. Really, I'll dude, it's listen. like a, it's very different. It is. It's like a throwback to like like really kind of like Motown. like no like like like. Uh, like dirty funk, it's Ooh, it's really nice. good. It's even it better. It is really really good. I, I really recommend yeah. it. See, I always I always enjoyed his music, but I I also I know it always felt a little bit novelty to me. Yeah, and so if I, he can I, break that, I'm in. I think check this album out because okay. I, I think he breaks into something that is that is definitely he's broken past something. Whatever whatever yeah. he was what doing, why he was so angry. he's like broken through that into like. This really sounds like a musical artist to me. It's like it, it, it's really it, fucking man. good. Yeah, he's like really hitting all. I, the, I've heard Atlanta is totally like the Jay best Timberlake. show on TV. Yeah, I agree. He's getting, he's hitting them all. And yeah. oh man, and he's, he's gonna, gonna be Lando, be, baby. That's and that's great. Yes, that's great. Yes, I a hundred percent support that. But no, no As black to the future. <laughs> no, but why, why not a uh, why not a future like uh, back like uh, oh god no I, there's I'm gonna fuck up the title yeah, <laughs> but all the way to the future we'll call it. What, yeah. what if they go. You know, like we said, Doc's dead. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, um, his next, his next, uh, his, uh, his next dog is named like Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, uh, you know, but you know, not Doc, but or maybe it is Doc. He's no, 150. His next dog is named Zemeckis. Okay. Oh, oh no, that would be a nice close. homage. Cute, cute. But he'd be like, "I'm still around, guys," <laughs> and I'm How losing dare it. You? Did you see how light it's weaker? <laughs> but uh, I, I would watch. I would watch another one, but you'd have to recast it because I don't think anyone could get past the tragedy of a present-day Marty McFly at his current current state yeah, of health. Yeah, well, I also yeah, think we're p- pairing I, that with a really old uh, yeah. Christopher Lloyd. He's like pushing eighty. Yeah, that might <laughs> Marty. We're running out of time. <laughs> great, great. He'd still crush it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Uh-huh. But that would be one of those things where I'd be like, my back hurts uh-huh. because I'm old. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, because they're old. So we'd have to recast. Yeah, yeah. But I would watch another time-laden adventure. Just of the, If they did it like Ghostbusters, it's probably the best way to yeah, do it. I, I think, think so. Just do it. Megan, just another one in that fashion. Yeah, yeah. Done. Like, you know? let them use the science of yeah, those yeah, movies. Yeah. Like, Follow they those know rules. what a flux capacitor yes, exactly. is. It still has to be 88 miles per hour. Yeah. Like, l- let them use all of that. But, but it's like completely new characters. It doesn't have to be Marty McFly. Maybe yep. they're connected to the story. Maybe not. Yep. But, like, just send them on a story, yep. like a comic book. Like, mm-hmm. just here's an yeah. episodic adventure. Yeah, because I do think the fun of it is, I mean, the thing that makes the movie so enduring is Marty and Doc. Those characters are what make those movies enduring to me, right? So you need to... I don't think you do those characters again. I think I agree you do, like, different characters. But you got to find characters that are really going to work for it. But really, the thing that makes Back to the Future so great and the reason you could do it without Marty and Doc is the going back 30 years in the past and exploring the differences between now and then. Mm. And... That would be, especially at 2015, would have been a fun anniversary to do it where you go back to the era that the first one was made in mm-hmm. that itself jumped back 
30 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I could... So that I am actually would be very interested to see. That although that being said, we're living in a glut of like eighties nostalgia where we've got movies yeah. like Take Me Home Tonight that serve that purpose. So I don't know that it needs to be a Back to the Future movie, I guess. I'd watch it. I would you too. don't you don't gotta make it. I would you too. don't gotta make it. No. I'd watch it. You do gotta make Black to the Future. That I can't get over. Like, yeah. has has anyone even made that joke before? It's bad. It's yeah. so easy, yeah. but it's like the I'm obsessed. I'm, I'm a little bit obsessed. I'm honestly I'm surprised kind of, it hasn't happened with the way It's kind of yeah. equivalent to The Empire Strikes Black. Uh, and you recast uh, Star Wars, where the only white person is Han Solo or is Lando. Is Lando? Oh, I love that. And he's, and he's and a lecherous slob. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. That's so good. Oh, yo, anyway. Bo- Boba Fat with a P H A T. I'd watch that. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be yeah. So this all exists somewhere on the internet. You guys can find it. <laughs> Think of an alternate character. <laughs> um he's the lead singer of the Black Stripes. His name's Jack Black. <laughs> but it's not Jack Black, the tenacious D guy. It's like a black version of Jack White. Uh-huh. Jack Black to fun. the future. Jack. Send us your songs. I would put a Jack Black. As the mad scientist, oh yeah, in a Back <laughs> to the Future and/or Black to the Future type of thing, that would totally. Work. I would totally have him there. Yeah, He'd Michael Ian Black to up. the Future. Oh, and that would be how they'd subvert that. That you know they they would be try they would try and subvert a couple of Back to the Future tropes, right? Yeah, yeah. And so one of them would be that because it's Jack Black playing the crazy doctor, he's the one that plays the guitar in the beginning yeah. and gets blown <laughs> back by his own huge speaker. When he would say things just like. He'd be like, "We gotta go back." I'm gonna gesture. He'd be like, "Back to the future, dude." <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> oh yeah. shit! Oh, oh, that was something that I wanted to bring up. Oh yeah, please. Um, they they did a uh, there was the line that they repeated from the first movie in the uh, at the end of the first movie when they fly away in the car. He's like, "We're not gonna get up to 88 on this road. Where we're we going, we don't need roads." Yeah. And then uh, when they sends him back to 1885, he's like, "Oh, you gotta be careful because where you're going, there aren't any roads." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. Great I little love tag. That. That, I mean, that is what is so impressive about the series at the end of the day. It's just that tight scripting that they all have and how they just kind of interweave and fold in on each other is, is super impressive. Uh, even to be able to reverse engineer that, considering they didn't know they were going to make two more movies. Mm-hmm. You know, That's a, a very impressive feat. I, I, this is one of my favorite movie series of all time. Definitely, like I think probably this and Star Wars are the thing that sparked my imagination for loving like genre and science fiction and stuff oh, as a kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Unexplainable... Yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely. And this is uh, Michelle Gondry f- uh, references this as like one of his biggest influences. Oh, totally that makes, makes sense. sense to me. Yeah. It's, it's the craft meeting art because yep. he's yep. always mm-hmm. fighting that fighting that mm-hmm. battle too and mostly winning. Yeah. Sometimes erring on the side of art. Well, but, and it, you know, another thing that I love about the Back to the Future movies is they feel like they're built by hand, which yeah. is a big Gondry thing, you know. So let's talk about science. Should let's we do, do these it. lists? I love this. Okay, so the the this idea one of my here, favorite ideas. It's I it's kind of strange. So hard. Okay, oh, good, good. I struggled, and then I then I got into a, a thing. So yeah, what once it I cracked is, the code, is we're was... talking precisely about the the uh, you know like the tech and science, fake, fake movie technology, fake movie science that I read it as still essentially works for yes. the movie. Science they explain it well enough that you follow it, yep. and you never feel the need to be like, well, that wouldn't work in real life. Yeah, fake, fake. Yeah. Uh, science that in the context of the movie works, even though in reality it is not real, I think is kind of what we're going for. Um, I, I like to start these. I'll, I'll pick one of these here. Uh, we're doing five, correct? Yeah, we'll do okay. five. Yeah, because we I have some, uh, a lot. 
Okay, here's we'll start with this one. This is a fun one. The uh, the cloaking technology in Predator is a is a really fun one. I think uh, uh. Predator the the Predator alien has a cloaking technology uh, that is built into his. He seems to have some sort of like exoskeleton armor suit that he that he kind of wears. Uh, and one of the devices he has on it is uh, is a cloaking device that works much like you know Harry Potter's invisibility cloak. But the thing I like about it is. The invisibility cloak, the implication is, well, it's magic that makes you disappear. This is a device. It's an apparatus that somehow, they even show in the effect in the movie, like sort of encompasses the body in something. It's like stealth. Yeah, that yeah. makes yeah. the body invisible to the Force human field. eye. Uh, and again, it's like, that's not real. I don't know anything about how that would actually work physically. But I get it because I can see the effect of it like enveloping his body and that effect enveloping his body makes him disappear. I buy that. That's a real thing. And you know that's it's technology. Not, yeah, you know it's not magic. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's right. technology. And that technology appears to work to me, you know? That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Becca, what do you got? I went a little old school sure. in this. Sure. And I, I did the um, 1931 Frankenstein. God Whoa. damn it. That's my number three. <laughs> so... Skip ahead. Well, I also I I did Young Frankenstein slash uh, nice. Frankenstein, yes, yes. and I was like, which would make me sound smarter? Uh, so I went with nineteen thirty one. But the science that electricity, you should be able to reattach limbs and use something to reanimate them, is just like, yeah, I I buy that. I believe that. If not lightning, what else? What but else? Would yeah, do it? yeah, I don't know, like really thick socks and a yeah. carpet. <laughs> Got to rub them together. One of my uh, honorable mentions is Green Color from a recent movie movie episode, Reanimator. Ah, that's uh, that's my number five. So <laughs> yeah, the uh, the reagent. <laughs> so I'm two down, but I, I can it, I can bump some other ones. I called it Green Color. You know, like the Let song. Me give color. you some yeah. green color. So yeah, that was my number. No, please five. let's talk about that then. It's your number five. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, the, the reagent, we know that it glows, so it's yep. probably a dangerous type of science. Of course. And we know that when you inject it into dead tissue, uh, it, it reanimates, yep. I believe is the correct word for <laughs> it. Um, it reanimates, and it's sort of acting out its more base instincts. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense, because why would a body have real thoughts? It would. Science tells me yeah. that it would operate off of its base instincts, because yeah. it's dead. That's what dead things do, because yeah. it's science. But and I follow it completely. And eventually it does develop weird telekinesis. But yeah. even so, that works within the movie. But I think it's so. all based in science because he discovered the reagent. It's made out of movie. <laughs> uh, let me give you another one here. Yeah, I'm going to uh, bump one in since I lost Frankenstein. <coughs> Here's a fun one. Gene splicing in Jurassic Park is a technology that we're... we're Oh, that's your number one? Does that mean I have to delete it? No, not at all. I we're actually excluded that it. from my list because Why? there's... It's kind like, of becoming so a real obvious. thing. It's based on a Michael Crichton novel, and yeah. he researched his science. Yeah. And like, so it's all based oh, in like strong theoretical yeah. science. Yes. Whereas, you know, the flux capacitor is, is based in complete fantasy, veiled as science. science. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. fringe science. But it's not even fringe. It's total fantasy. Flux capacitor has no explanation. It's just... The flux capacitor not goes like through time attitude. when you bring it to 88. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'm just, that's the attitude that that movie doesn't make me want to have. But yeah. that's why I ultimately got rid of Jurassic Park. Yeah. But it's not invalid. No, yeah, yeah. That was my thought was it's not even just the gene splicing, it's more the idea that they are extracting genetic code. They're from, rebuilding right, genetic code. That they, right. They're extracting like partial genetic code from something found in amber and rebuilding it with amphibian DNA. You know, it's this whole 
They explain it to you with all this very specific science. That theoretically, yeah, I, I like I get it, but that to me that was the whole exercise here. It's like, yes, theoretically I understand that these things. Oh yeah, but how so they it was work. like, now go build me a dinosaur. Right. It's like, like, I, like I don't no, have I don't, what, do you, what do you mean? Yeah. I don't. I yeah, I don't. Yeah, Legos. I can it do will that. never work. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the gene splicing in Jurassic Park. Nice, Becca. Give me another one. Um, honey, I shrunk the kids. Ah, that's all my honorable mentions. The shrink ray. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. I buy it. I totally buy it. It's. I mean, it's, and I also believe that the husband would do that. Totally. I like. I buy Rick like a Moranis. mom's not gonna right. accidentally shrink her kids. She right. might like leave them at the grocery store. <laughs> right. But she's not gonna like <laughs> shrink them down to Polly Pocket size. Yeah, dad like, almost dad ate the kid that. in his cereal. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which is really that's like, terrifying. That's a terrifying thing. To I remember be being scared of that. Is that's as a kid. fucked up. Yeah. That's like that's. That's Lovecrafty in levels yeah, yeah. of just like you've checked my reality hard. Yes. <laughs> well, and Ooh. then they they flip it around though. And honey, we shrunk ourselves. That the kid almost eats the dad in the yep. cheese You do dip. love trilogy. <laughs> I, do. I love trilogy. Wait, he eats. Who's he, he? He almost the kid or the daughter almost eats the dad in the um, cheese dip. They have like Velveeta oh, cheese dip. T- that's gross. <laughs> and she like. Picks it up and he like slides off the side. I don't know. What's doubly horrifying is those are my two favorite foods. So if I was like, oh, that was a good bowl of cereal, and someone's like, you ate your mom, she's dead. I'd (laughs) be like, oh no, you ruined cereal for me and my mom's dead. But cereal. I loved Honey We Shrunk Ourselves (laughs) when I was a kid so much. I've never seen it. Two reasons. One, Rick Moranis is finally the main character of that series in that yep. movie. It's nice. literally all Just about like the Marty adults. In yeah. Back the Future 3. It's literally all about the adults. The kids are like hardly in it. So it's like finally I get to, you know, I love Rick Moranis. So I, like, I always like that. Uh, also, I can't believe this didn't come up in an earlier uh, Honey, I uh, Shrunk the Kids movie. But that also features them getting into Hot Wheels cars and going down those plastic tracks that were so popular in the 90s. One of the yep. kids just like has a crazy... Like plastic track That's the with cover like of the movie, I think stuff. too. Yeah. yeah, and there's a whole sequence of like them getting in a Hot Wheels car and like going through like the roller coaster of the. And I just I don't know that was always like very appealing sounds, to me. As does a Matt kid. Frewer show up? Who? Matt Frewer, the neighbor. Who? Oh yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, I know who you mean. Now. Is he in the uh, third one? I don't think so. Oh, maybe he is. He might get shrunk with them because oh. it's like a whole group yeah. of adults. Oh no, he does. It's he a whole totally group. Does. And is it Matt Frewer together. though? It's, it's him. Doesn't doesn't the dad like talk to him like you like my daughter? Yeah, like that whole weird yeah. I think it is. I think it is him. And he's That's like, exciting. "Well, if you put your voice through the thing, she'll hear it." Yeah. There's the whole thing. I'll, oh, that's exciting! Uh, I'll look me. it up while you do I your next one. I'm doing it. a really bad job. I don't know if it's good. I literally saw it as a kid a bunch I'll of watch. times. The first movie I ever saw in the theater was Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, I love so that. So that has a nice. place in my heart. That's nice. that's a big thing. So wait, where are we at? Uh, it's because you... I'm bumping in something at four. That's fine. Number four. Because I lost my my three, but that's that's a great one. Frankenstein's awesome. It is. It's the first one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, that's what scared a lot of people about it was they were like, it's that too real. it could work. It's Which is real. also best line, best line in Young Frankenstein that's, when he yes. opens, when he closes after reading all of the all of the notes, and he has the mad scientist revelation of it <laughs> could <laughs> work. It could work. He's, he's all crazy, and the oh. lightning flashes, and the thunder rolls. It's, it's great. beautiful. It's great. I don't think that dude reprised that role in this movie, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, then my number four would be Armageddon, Ooh. because that's a terrible movie Ooh. that I adore. See? So exciting. But uh, the part that gets me, because I always remember the science, I never questioned why this really, really terrible idea for a plan was even enacted. Yeah. And I believe it was Billy Bob Thornton 
Was he the guy who was like the base guy? I, well, d- I do not remember. They were like, we got to drill into an asteroid? Why do we got to drill into an asteroid? He's like, Kowalski, listen, that's why I hired you. You're inquisitive. But check yeah. this out. If you put a firecracker in your hand, it goes off, you burn your hand. And then they show the visual of his hand. He's like, but if you close your hand around the firecracker and it goes off, it destroys it. And I was like, oh, you got to get drillers. Oh, you got to drill. You, there's no other way to do that's this. That's the best way. But it but it, it worked for that movie when you're taking it on its own yeah. fucking terms because of the science of firecrackers and hands. It works. Mm-hmm. That's the best mm-hmm. way to destroy. Like, well, an then you better drill. Why are we talking about it? Yeah. Get out there and drill. Of course. Get Bruce Willis. Get He's up drilling. there and drill. <laughs> I actually think that's one of the like most perfect examples of what we're talking about because like the idea that that is so ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. That like yeah, that's the best scientific explanation for why we have to hire a drilling team <laughs> yeah. to go to an asteroid, Gotta right? get it in the asteroid. It, like, that's, that is so ridiculously <laughs> stupid that that's, like, the full explanation for why we need to drill it, right? But that's the perfect example of this concept, yeah. where it's like, that works so well as an explanation for why we need this drilling team to go up For the next two there. and a half hours, yeah. I never asked that question. Exactly, yeah. And it's, uh, there's actually a famous story from that set where Ben Affleck asked Michael Bay, he said, why, why wouldn't they just train astronauts to drill yeah. as opposed to the other way around? And he was just like, don't you fucking ever yeah. speak those words ever. Yeah. And that was the end of it. Yep. Believe it, just, it as long as you have to. Don't even do it. Yeah. Just get it done. Get yeah. up there. Yeah. Blow it up. Marry Liv Tyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's some animal crackers. Uh-huh. Fucking make it work. Yep. It's good stuff. We're Terrible gonna, movie. Love it. We're going to hire... Who did that song for that movie? Oh, Aerosmith. Hey, Aerosmith, Hill. right. Oh, no. Blow. That's Which, Pearl that Harbor. That song, Ready to Have Your Mind Blown, they did not write that song. Huh? That song was it's written... Her. It was written for Celine Dion. Ah, that makes sense. Yep. Because it's That's a up, Celine Dion song. It straight up sounds like the Titanic theme, basically. Yep. Yeah. What is what is Armageddon but a little more rock and roll Titanic? <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, uh, it's Michael Bay's Titanic. Uh, all right, should have been Pearl Harbor. Turns out it was t- it was, <laughs> it was let pain game. Let me give you another one here. All right, so this is uh, this is a I don't know. I might have to make an argument for this one because this one is so plausible that it's it's like not that crazy. But there, you'll you'll get where I'm going. I think the Bat Cycle in the Dark Knight. Oh yeah. Okay, so I don't know if you remember, but the lead-up to that movie, we knew about the Tumblr. We saw the first movie. We know about the Tumblr. We saw the trailers. We saw lots of pictures. They even had it on display at Comic-Con, the Bat Cycle. We saw them both next to each other over and over and over again leading up to the release of that movie. When it came out of the car, I shit in my pants. Oh, yeah. Because I had no idea that was going to... Like, even seeing those things next to each other, and it's very clear when you look at them, it's like, oh, yeah, those are the Tumblr's wheels. and da, 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 da. I never put it together until it happened in the movie. And even though, like, awesome. that doesn't make sense, it totally makes it. Like, oh, it I totally works. buy that how that car just... Just transforms oh, to the shreds. wheels, yeah. become a motorcycle, and now we're a motorcycle. And I love that concept, too. When I saw that in the theater the first time. When he does the little up-the-wall turnaround yeah. thing, the theater fucking cheered. Yeah. <laughs> that was like that was a big moment. Yep. That's bef- That's that was... Awesome. I mean, we were... A truck just flipped. Yes. The truck didn't do it. No. The bike... I mean, it was awesome. Oh, yeah. But the bike going up and around the wall... Yep. Everyone yep. was like, fucking back, yeah. it's back, baby! Yeah. It's awesome. Well, I just love... I love the idea of, like, I hit an emergency button... And the pieces of the car that are still intact oh, transform yeah. into a motorcycle and launch me out of the car. It doesn't make sense, but I buy it in that universe. It should have like ripped totally, to shreds yeah. with all the gears transforming. Mm-hmm. But that was one of those, uh, like the third, like 
that that wasn't too much for me. I think the third one broke that line for it me. It pushes it a little too far the, into the like flying a fantasy things, territory. Yeah. Exactly. But I, and I loved it. Yeah. It, it's a cool movie. Yep. But you know, short of the weird logic problems of Batman's timeline. Yeah, yeah. But that plane yeah. was too much for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't that's why I like my Batman's fake. Yeah. That's why I like You'd almost rather him be sixty six Batman. Because yeah, it's like, like, yeah, then put him in a plane. Putting Who Batman cares? in the real world yeah. doesn't interest me because right. Batman wouldn't work in the real world. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. put him in this fantasy world, it works fine. Yeah. But the flying things were a li- they they broke that law of the tech yeah. that that Back to the Future didn't. You yes. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so yeah, that uh, I like that that's bat cycle. One. I think that's a fun one. That, yeah. oh, that was the theater fucking cheered. Oh, doing, dude, that was he a just huge went up moment. a wall and turned around. Yeah. That was it, and people went nuts. Yeah, it was huge. awesome. Becca, huge. Uh, get us another one. <sighs> <laughs> Long list. Eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. I thought about that. Yeah, <sighs> that's my number one. The memory eraser. Yeah, because because they scan your brain and they see the patches that have memory and they erase them. They uh-huh. make, they create oh, scar yeah. tissue. Oh yeah, they know where it is. Uh-huh. Like and the fact that your memories can be ch- traced is Right, like mapped in some yeah, way, like, like the idea of mapping like a memory. It's like thinking thinking think of mapping a dream. Right, yeah. You know, like yeah. what whatever your brain function is, like that's like it kind of makes sense. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, that uh, related to that, one of my honorable mentions is the device from the original Total Recall that uh, they put Schwarzenegger into mm-hmm. to give him the memory or the, the what is it? It's the memory of having gone on a vacation. Uh, right. But like, I right, love right, the right. idea that like, so this was like in 1990. This is stuff that in 1990, like now it feels like, well, that's not that unreal. But like in 1990, it's a little like, it's more it interesting is. to me. The whole idea that it's almost like a video game setup. They're like, well, what do you want the woman to look like? And what do you like? Do you want to be a spy? Do you want to be a ninja? Yeah. Do you want to be, a, you know, the the dream machine in Total Recall. Yeah. It's they uh, or the memory machine. Uh, but the other reason I brought it up uh, is because one of the things that I find so funny about that movie is because Schwarzenegger is the man that was going to have to get in that machine. <laughs> that machine is huge. Yeah. It's like the <laughs> biggest thing ever. That if any other person got in it, they would be like they would be so dwarfed by the yeah. machine. I can't reach the sleeve it's, holes. It's yeah. like specifically designed for a man the size of Schwarzenegger. I don't think the dreams are reaching yeah, my yeah. head. Yeah. That's funny. Anyway, that was an honorable mention. I, I, I think that's a fun device. Well, Eternal too. Sunshine was my was my one. <sighs> yeah. So well, I will, we'll talk I will about it more if you want. Yeah. Well, I will, I'll, I think you said it perfectly. They're just zapping memories out of the brain, but never once do we go fake. Right. We're just like, right. well, he's got to keep like, those oh. memories before they zap him with the thing. Yeah. And it takes well, and all night, and there's a computer, and they they Tom Wilkinson's them? there. They yeah, they trace them. Yeah. I'm gesturing my the map of my memories yeah. through my brain. But, but like, it's like they, they travel, and they're like, zzz, zzz, zzz. you got to zap them. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, where's that app? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zap these memories. Be so great. Zap well, app. I think it's just alcohol. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Well, that that actually reminds me of uh, I didn't even put this on my list anywhere, but like the Inception machine. God damn it! But that's not. Is that on your? That's, that's my not... new number one. Now oh. that the other one was bumped out. Sorry. I would yeah. argue that that's not science. That's just dreams. Like that's just they plug them into manipulating a, they plug reality. Them into a machine, and everyone has to go to sleep. There's a together. certain drug they have to take. Yeah. Uh, like, I always joke that they should have been like dream. a suiting up sequence where they're buttoning up PJs and yeah. like getting into bedwear. Yeah. I mean, I, I hot, hot cookies and milk. I appreciate your opinion, but I thought about that and I, I talked myself out of it. Fair enough. I, mean, I can see that because <laughs> like, it I is, talked myself out it of is it. almost magical. It's it almost is. fantastic. Oh, like, not even magical, but it's just like 
you can't control what you dream. So like one person goes into a dream and all these other people invade it. That's not necessarily like having a flux capacitor to make that possible. It's just like you're dreaming and people are invading your space. But they're getting <laughs> like, in, they're getting know, in yeah. through like, through bl- like brain plugs though. They're like plugging into their uh, their ears and getting into a, a, a super sleep space fight. Yeah, you're they're getting right. into Braintron. You're right. Yeah. I just talk myself out of it because I, it makes me. I do see where you're coming from, though. <laughs> I see where you're coming from because like, my it dreams is are the only place fantastical. I can be myself, and the fact that anybody could access that is like not cool. You don't want that to happen. <laughs> no, no. Like, let me have my dreams and not explain them to the rest. What if of they you. give you a good idea though? They incept. No, because nope. I don't need to have a good idea. I don't even have a last name. <laughs> like, that's, it's cool. <laughs> okay, well then, since we've bumped... Oh, man, so... Sorry about that. Oh, no, that's that's actually fine. Um, that, that means we get to include the fly. Oh, I love it. Yes, please, um, let's talk about that. Because that is what we know about it, is that it breaks apart a person uh-huh. with science, yep. and then it puts them back together using science. Yep. And because it broke apart two things it put them back together because there wasn't enough science <laughs> it put them into one yeah that's really what it comes down to well i also i love the idea that like the purpose of that machine is to teleport you from one place to another that's like the the sort of end result they're looking for but the means is by breaking apart your matter and reassembling mm. it somewhere else that is a really fun fake science concept oh yeah you know what i mean it's a useful thing that we could use yeah. in society if well, it were real. It's a great sure. example. Of I wouldn't this. ever use it. Yeah, it's a great example of this because it's like, yes, tell at at the outset, the end result, teleportation, move me from one place to another. Awesome. That is that's a device I want. Also, I would just buy it if you just said, yeah, this device, you stand over here, you end up over there. But now we get into the fake science of it. Well, how does that work? Oh, well, we just break apart your molecules and put them back together over there. Oh yeah, okay, science. I buy that. Oh, perfect. Yeah, they figured that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Wonka vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would never example. do that though, because I'm of the mind that once it breaks you down, yeah, it just builds a new you. Yeah, whatever. So I don't on the other teleport. Side. He just teleported yeah. and he remembers leaving. Yeah, and I'm dead. Not playing that game. Whatever's on the other side is different. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just else. it's a clone. Yeah. or it's exactly the same. And if you asked it, like, oh, did it kill you or did you teleport? He'd be like, well, I seem to remember teleporting. Yeah, but me, I I'm out of the picture. Yes, I'm not playing that. Yeah. Nope. Even if it gets me fly powers, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> Uh, okay, so here's one I might have to make an argument for. Uh, this is, and I don't even know if you guys will remember this, the paper laptop from Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. I don't remember that. So the, in the opera... That whole series is a great Sorry. example. Yes, it is. But in the opera sequence uh, in Rogue Nation, Benji is uh, he, he's holding a, an opera program, and then he opens the opera program to reveal that... One sheet of paper is the screen of a computer, and the other sheet of paper is the keyboard of a computer. It's all touch screens, you right. know? So he's like, uh, but so I don't know. I don't actually, that's one of the ones where I don't really buy the science of that. I don't know how you get something as thin as a sheet of paper to be a computer. Right. But at the same time, I do buy in movies where it's like, hey, it's the near future, and now all yeah. phones are just like a thin pane of glass. So maybe we could get to the point where something I as mean, thin as paper could be a iPhones computer. iPhones keep getting thinner and thinner. That's true. And like iMacs keep getting thinner and thinner. That's true. Like so yeah, maybe everything we... like an iPad is like. 
And I think it's they, not paper thin, well, but like we're now that I think there, about it, I think there even are patents already for like flexible glass and stuff. They want to make like phones oh, that yeah. are more Those flexible. Those almost exist, like but they don't be used for missions. <gasps> yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just yeah, it's like a an opera program that turns out to be a computer when he opens it up. I think the best example from that series is the gum from the first one. Oh yeah, the green <laughs> and red. If you put them together, it explodes. <laughs> Why? Shh. Shh. Yeah. Just goes for it, but it, it totally works. Yeah. And they fucked up by not having anyone chew it. <laughs> different movie, different time. Uh, Becca, give us another. Is it me? Oh, yeah. God. <sighs> Is it repetitive if I say the time machine from 1960? Uh, no, but what do you mean? Oh, the movie, the time yeah, machine. Yeah, like the the original. No, I don't like think the so. Time machine, mm. like uh, yeah. H.G. Wells, no, like not at all. The science is there. And also is driven by love, right? Uh-huh. Like yeah, he wants actually, to like yeah. go back and like yep. save that chick or whatever. And then there was also the remake that had Guy Pierce in yes. it in like ninety something. It came out the same summer I got my wisdom teeth out because I watched it so many times. <laughs> but it was terrible and wonderful. But yeah, same same idea. Yeah, the you I, know, I really time like the, travel, and, and I really like the design and, of that time travel machine from the nineteen sixty mm-hmm. uh, time machine. Well, and I like that. In the time machine, when they go to the future, it's like such a dystopia. Yeah. It's like mankind has like reverted into like caveman. Yes, like, yeah, 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 like just Morlocks. hitting their chest, yeah. and yeah, it's like terrifying. And it's also interesting because, like, is that how it works? Like, do we like evolve and devolve, and then evolve again, and then devolve? Right. Like, do we evolve to the point of our own devolution? Right, right. And then grow back. That's like, another I don't good band name. Devolution. Devolution. That's pretty good. I have that tattooed on my butt. Nice. <laughs> well, I'll use. I'll, I'm just gonna combine three and two because I'm running <laughs> out here. Please. Because they're of that same thing. Um, I I just love time travel devices. I do too. They are all of that, and the two and the. Uh, I will say the two times that I that I enjoyed it most for different reasons were in ti- uh, in Time Cup because it's it, it just for no reason they just drive a machine towards a wall right yeah it just to create the <laughs> tension that it might hit that wall yeah. if the time travel doesn't work uh-huh. could have done it without the wall uh-huh. but they have that yeah that that is funny it's, and I don't think they ever even pull that card of it crashing no, I, I think, think so. in his history like his buddy died doing yeah. it. But at the same time, when he's gonna hit that wall, you're like, oh, come fucking yeah. do a split, you know, and do so it split. works. But then on the other end of the spectrum were the machines from Time Crimes and yes. Primer. Yes. And Primer, like you had to sit in and it like kind of cooked it. Uh-huh. You know, it set you on a loop yep. and and did it that way. And when it, you know, it, it didn't do any traveling. Right. You got in it, you got out at a different time because it just revved you that way. And they did it with science, it worked, whatever. And in time crimes, it's just it's sort of the same thing. It's like a tub. It's a yeah. you get in it, it closes, and then it's however much earlier. Yeah, right. That's cool. Yeah, like and both that. times there was a little bit of mumbo jumbo, but yeah. they just explained like, oh well, this is what happened. Yep. And then you, yeah, that works. We've you do got bigger things this, to deal with now. And then now. you get in this, and hey, here you are. That's it. That man's chasing Bye. me now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, man, I love time crimes. Can't it's, recommend it's, that movie enough. That one's like Back to the Future in that if someone hasn't seen it, I want to watch them watch yes. it. Yes. Uh, all right, so this is my number one. This should be expected. Proton packs, ghost traps from Ghostbusters. Of course. Uh, I that movie. So one of the things I was trying to think of through this whole thing, and I that was I could not think of a lot of good examples. Is in comic books and video games, one of my favorite things is the quote unquote hand cannon. 
like a guy that just has a fucking like cannon for a hand, mm-hmm. you know, and he just oh, oh, that's what a hand cannon is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I get well cannon, but I'm not. A I'm not for his hand. Like, you say? I'm not thinking of like Iron Man. Yeah, where yeah. he like opens his hand and the he's pop. like Mega Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or like Berserk is like a great comic book where a guy yeah. has a hand cannon. Uh, and I really like Army of uh, Darkness in some strange way. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like mechanical hands too. Like I thought about uh, Crippled Avengers. The the guy gets his arms cut off at the elbow yeah, yeah, in the yeah. beginning of it, and he gets placed metal arms, uh, which you know eventually turned into uh, the man with the me- what is that one called? Oh, uh, the man with the, the iron fist. Yeah, the man with the, man with the iron fist. Man with uh, the golden gun. <laughs> yeah, uh, but anyway, so I, I these are like I don't know concepts I'm fascinated by, and I like those things. I actually couldn't think of a lot of movies that feature things like that. Ghostbusters features the kind of technology that, like, I most think is, like, cool. It's, like, literally these things that look like I could build in my garage right now if I wanted to. Uh, But they do things that I know nothing in my garage (laughs) could do. (laughs) But it still feels like I could build it in my garage. Oh, yeah. Uh, And and just the idea that there is a ton of mumbo-jumbo around it, that it's like, you got the ectoplasm and the... Uh, we, the the Tobin Spirit Guide. And the, they even make a joke of it with the way that Harold Ramis talks about it. Yes, <laughs> him and Ray like geek out, and you're yep. just like, but you, Bill Murray, it. We're like, yeah, as long yeah, as exactly. A gun. Yeah, they're they're just like saying things that are like just fake science. <laughs> Sounds good, mumbo jumbo. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, but then they turn it on, and I see the blast come out of it, and then the ghost trap just shoots a light a light into the sky, mm-hmm. and it sucks ghosts into it, and I just I buy every second of it. Containment I, unit. Yeah, that always fascinated. I get me. it. Yeah. But literally, the science of that is the light is green, the trap is clean. Yep. I don't Steve. know what that means. I have no idea what that means. We don't know who built it. They don't nope. know what they did. How much? And you know what? That's kudos uh, to the to the reboot because they definitely kept the spirit of the tech. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Oh yeah. That was that. I was that. I think that is what grabbed me most about yes. that movie. I just, I love that sort of unique. It looks like we built it at home technology mm. kind of stuff. That Doc Brown shit, yeah. y'all. That's really really <laughs> fun. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's that was a I'm line thinking. from Black to the Future. <laughs> that that Doc Brown shit, y'all. <laughs> Doc Brown, John. Becky, got any more? Have I you do. Exhausted? What do you got? I do. I have. Well, Jurassic Park was my number one, yeah. but we already brought it up. Yeah. So I would have to say my other number one would probably be Gattaca. Oh, oh. right on. Because <laughs> that's a science that. We kind DNA of strands, sort of witness, like yeah. It's like you yeah, want to yeah. like pick your like best, your proficiency, yeah. Your, like yeah. you want to get the best of the best, the cream of the crop, mm-hmm. and whatever. And the fact that you can actually do that, like, I wouldn't be surprised if that existed because, like, Chrissy Teigen picked the gender of her child, like. Wait, we're there. We was, can do that now. Yeah, we're we're there, but like. Picking the gender of your child is is not far removed of picking all the like qualities oh, that yeah. your child would have, right. you know. And it's like kind of crazy, <laughs> so like, un- but like kind of realistic. Science. I don't yeah. know. And but Jude yeah, Law's I would put boy. I would put Gattaca yeah, up like there, that. and that's also the scene in Gattaca when he blows the smoke in the wine glass and it looks yes. like a vape. That's so sick. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's a great movie. You should watch it. That is a good movie. <laughs> I, the scene, I think they flashed to it twice. I love the way that this like swimming out as far as they can in the ocean. I love the right. way those were shot because yeah. that scares the hell out of me. But mm-hmm. I love the idea of them like both racing to do it. It's like yeah. that's 
you're just you're rocketing into this horrifying well, you're unknown your just to do it. Yeah. Genetics. You're proving your exactly. Your, yeah. Your what you're worth. Like I'm this athletic. I'm this smart. I'm this everything. That's like, a you damn need to be good so good. <sighs> I want to yeah. watch that again. I would watch it again. I need have to you seen watch that? it again. I have seen that, but I saw watch it, it again. Yeah, I saw it a while ago in college. We actually I watched crazy it about in it. school. When we were learning about whatever, it shows you how well it worked. Yeah, because I, I forgot well, we were I learning like, about no, DNA. Whatever. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, we're gonna watch Jurassic Park." Like, no, yeah. Gattaca. No. I'm like, all right, but we're gonna watch what happened really if Nazis it. won. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's just keeping the Aryan race. Basically, gonna watch Back to the Future Two, alternate 1985. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Man in the High Castle, Back to the yeah. Castle Two. No, was that? Are we at ones? We're at ones. We're at ones. What is All your right. new, new, new? Well, it, it got bumped up, and it's crazy, though, because I thought of a better one. So yeah. my joke number one would just be, like, the science of cars in the fast movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love like that. Like, when he... There's a scene in the second one where... Sorry, not the second one, the sixth one. Yeah, That's, you know, after five, yeah, we're starting you just, over. You start at five, yeah. Third, <laughs> I believe the way it works is... Uh, Michelle Rodriguez is standing on the front of a tank uh-huh. that's about to shoot some stuff. Uh-huh. And, uh, oh, no, no. Okay, here's what it is. <laughs> the tank has has fallen through the bridge but is dragging another car that she's on. It's something like that. Yeah. And it's about to catch. Yeah. Oh, okay, no. Okay, here we go. Okay. Okay, so there's two highways, and the yep. tank is straddled between them, rocketing forward. But yep. there's a car that Paul Walker tied to it that's about to catch on the ground, <laughs> causing it to flip. Uh-huh. Michelle Rodriguez <laughs> is standing on it, ready to leap off when it happens. So in order to stop that, she like as she goes flying off of that, Vin Diesel, also riding on the hood of a car, yeah. crashes his car into the ledge so he can rocket through the air, yeah. leap off, catch her mid-air, yeah. and then land safely on the cushiony surface of the front of another car. <laughs> of where course. it like it like yeah, shatters the windshield. The it would have right? killed both yeah. of them. Yep. But it's like, oh good, cars. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the whole Thank thing. Thank God for all these cars. And then there's a line. She's like, how'd you know we were gonna land on a car? And he's like, so things you gotta take on faith. <laughs> it's like there's no that Nope. Nope. But at the same time, I was like, thank God they landed on a car. Yeah. Because they could have died. Yeah. Because that happens in these. But. Yeah, actually, I, you just changed my mind. My, my number one fake science in any movie ever is uh, Vin Diesel being able to lift a supercar in Furious 7. Yep. <laughs> That's my favorite fake science. But here's the thing. The science is there because the only way you can do that is if you have family. Yeah. Without family, can't yeah. no cars. Yeah. Can't do it. It just feels like he should have had to get into a car to lift the <laughs> yeah. car. You know right, what I mean? He should have lip gone under the car. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. When are we going to get the Fast and Furious family Christmas special? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can I we, would watch Can we, like, start a Twitter thing now? Like, Tyrese could sing. Because he sings. Yeah. He could sing a song. So can The Rock. Oh, God, he and can. And I've seen him in an elf costume. Oh, well, there you go. That, oh, he would be the elf because he's the big guy. Right. Although, but and I guess if you put Vin Diesel in a in a elf put costume, both. They, could be the, they could be the uh, duo elves. Fat. What would it be called? <laughs> fast elves. <laughs> elves. All it in the family. Fam- family. Uh, elves and no. Fast and Felvsius. No. <laughs> the fast and the festivus. <laughs> fast and festivus. <laughs> That's great. My my real number one was her. Oh the yeah. Technology no! of her. They explain it enough that you go, oh, they just oh. got really good intelligence. But uh, we have Alexa now. What is this? We have Alexa from but is Amazon. Alexa her? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 
I don't know. I have reason to believe. But that's the thing is that's they why her works is because as, it feels like a natural they progression. They included Alexa as a character in Mr. Robot. Really? Yeah, like that's a character is like you talk to Alexa like the Amazon voice. Like we have Siri. I have Siri, but Siri's not phones. her. But yeah. her was so cool. The technology <laughs> exists in our reality. Exactly. But as the technology progresses, so it doesn't explain it away. Well, well, no, I'm not saying it explains it away. Like we're never going to get to quite to her level where the technologies are speaking, like the 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 uh, the iOS is speaking to other people, and it's all what. But that felt you like it that. was a real, yeah, right. It was like based on a real, like it didn't feel like it was actually a living person. Right. It actually built it, you know, it was built into that. I love that. Yeah. But then it goes further into handcrafted le- uh, beautiful handcrafted letters.com. <laughs> right, yeah. We would totally like that technology is stupid. It's it's illogical, yeah. but I feel like we could get there. Well, yeah, I you mean know? we're living in a world where like cassette See? tapes are making a comeback yeah. on people's nostalgia for stuff like that. Mhm. I feel like we're in a world that is there, but we only know what they're telling us. Oh shit. Well, if they're sitting on so hers, I'm, I'm getting a little. You trying to say I'm, people I'm, out there handwriting letters right now? There's like five of them. <laughs> what I mean, or five like, percent of them? I don't know. <laughs> One of them's my grandma. But mm. like, no, the fact that we that's have cool. Siri and we have Alexa mm-hmm. means that like there is an advanced technology that's being used not by the public. This is what the public has, but that technology exists. I don't know if it's quite. I'm her getting level. way too deep. No, but yeah. I, I know what you're saying, but I don't <laughs> know if it's even quite deep. her level because her is. Is it's almost it feels impossible, but it just feels like we'd logically get there. Yeah, but but to fit it into the list, it makes sense in the list in that they explain it well enough that any of the questions I have about how does this work, they cover it with with good answers. Where you know where it's like, oh, how would she know that? And the answer is, oh, we did the research. But it's like, okay, I believe that you did that research and developed this product. Yeah. That was my big problem with Westworld was that it didn't pass the uh, the Turing test for me. Yeah. None of the robot characters at any point did I believe had actually gotten to be alive. Mm-hmm. Whenever no. someone was like, I saw her watch her kid die and she was definitely what alive. It's like, well, you're telling that. me that, but I, I never got me there. They negated that. They, I feel like oh, they, they negated they it at the end by by Dolores like finding the map and like the map was her own quest to her consciousness, but she never found consciousness because they were all still on a plan. But to me, if someone thing. shut her down forever, like I wouldn't feel like we just killed somebody. I'd be like, oh, they turned off that robot. But they like, didn't. It, it never. But I, I just, it, she never felt like not a robot to me. Like I cared about that robot, right. but I never thought right, she was right, alive. Right. I was like, your life has no value to me because you are my phone. You're my, yeah, you know, yeah. like You're my it Siri. never got there. But can I change my series? I think at the end, I well, I don't want to. No spoilers for Westworld because I think Maeve got there for me. But then the thing is with Maeve, we find out that her escape thing was programmed too. Right, I know, but uh, it gets a little spoilery. But uh, I think that at the end, we are supposed to question: Is her returning for her daughter part of the plan, or is that her actually breaking the plan? And becoming herself. Well, because that, the guy... I, right. I want to see that. They haven't yeah. sold me on it yet. Right. I would love that. The guy that gave her the information, what is he? Is he a robot guy or is he an actual human? The right. guy that gave her the thing that mm-hmm. said where her daughter mm-hmm. is, even though if he's a human and he knows it's not real, what? why would that benefit him to give her that information? Mm-hmm. But if he's a robot and he gives her that information, that's like maybe part of her script? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's so many variables. Yeah. In that 
entertain. That's the only reason I'm I'm interested in watching season two. <laughs> like, <laughs> everything else just sold. like kind of annoyed me. But I liked Maeve and I liked her story. Yeah, still a robot to me, and I liked her story. But yeah. I oh, just, totally a robot. She's still a totally robot. A robot. It's not a person to me yet. No, no one's there yet. No, no. I need a. I need. I need. She's a, a really a smart robot. I just they're selling me on this like oh they're alive and I'm like yeah they're just going bonkers. <laughs> Sorry. <It's all right. laughs> I like Westworld. Uh, I do. This thing, I'm coming back. I yeah. just, I, I wanted see more. more. I want to see more of it. Can I hit you guys with some honorable mentions? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We did. We actually got to a lot of these just over the course of our uh, our discussion here. But uh, Neuralizer from Men in Black, I thought was an yep. interesting. Oh, that's one. a great one. Uh, yeah. 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 Yep. Just a little device that erases just your memory it of the works. last five minutes. Yep. Uh, uh, the mapping drones from Prometheus. Remember oh, those? Those were great. Those are pretty cool, and I could see that, like the practical application of those. Mm-hmm. Oh like, yeah, I, I like. I really like that. Uh, the uh, the cloning machine from the Prestige. I think oh, is a really cool. That's one. a really good one. Good. Yeah, yeah. especially it. because what it's used for yeah. is along the lines of that the fly type thing. Like, well, yeah. who comes out the other side? And, mm-hmm. and that but it's whole also thing. the the. It's a it's like a dark version of the Band-Aid theory of yes. inventions where it was like, well, one of us is going to die. Whatever. We'll just it, it, the trick works. Yes, exactly. You know, do it that way. Yep. That's one of that's I, I still don't think that Christopher Nolan has topped that. I, I don't I think either. The, I think the I really like that is movie. a masterpiece. I totally agree. Uh, and uh, I got oh I uh, have uh, all Marvel yeah yeah I know really well I mean all of the I mean because the Marvel movies do try they some, did have their cake and eat Marvel. it too with with Thor where they brought yeah. magical into yeah. it but even he says like you know it's just science right you know it's, it's our science yeah so, exactly but I I love that they that they did that like I believe when he forged a new element for his Iron Man uh, heart he yeah. invented a new element which one <laughs> my sp- yeah. My specific Marvel thing is actually the Star Lord costume in general. Mm. I love the the nice. way the face mask looks, mm-hmm. yeah. and I buy the way it just like uh, just kind of like comes from within his coat and mm. around his face. Uh, and I love the rocket boots. Rocket boots are cool oh, shit, rocket man. Boots rocket boots are awesome. Suburban Commando, yeah. all fucking rocket day. boots, dude. That's gotta have them. Uh, yeah. The uh, the the motion controls for Minority Report were like very close to those. Minority real. Report was one that I liked because remember, like the the marble that rolled yep. out and stuff. That was mm-hmm. that kind of a machine. Yeah. That was on my. Uh, uh, and now list. my my favorite thing that's on this list. I I was really just building to this this whole time. Uh, Bat shark repellent spray from oh, Batman yeah. 66. Which he keeps in his helicopter where you might need shark yeah, repellent back spray. Yeah, his yeah. yeah. backcopter. Well, in, in a, a silly kind of vein, Insidious, they do a scene in Insidious where she d- has to talk to the further, the, uh-huh. the beyond yeah. world. And they put this machine on her uh-huh. where she puts on, uh, you know, puts on a, a gas mask thing that has this tube hooked out to these two guys. And whenever a ghost shows up, a strobe light happens. Yeah. And it's all this tech... That's just goofy shit. Yeah. But why it's so cool is that at that point, there's still a character looking at this being like, are you fucking serious with this shit? This yeah. is bullshit. Yeah. But then, you know, it works. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. And now that I'm thinking about it, I guess Poltergeist is probably the progenitor yeah. of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because they had a lot For of sure. weird tech. Yeah. 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 But it, it all made sense when they yeah. described it. You were like, okay. Yeah. I'm picking okay. it up. All right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Very good. Well, that, sure. I, that was like one of my favorite lists that we've done. I think that was a lot of fun to like uh, cool. think about that stuff. All the uh, fake technology that uh, movies present There's us with. There's so much. I know. Uh, and a lot of it becomes, re- you know, the famous Star Trek thing. But now we have cell phones. A lot of it uh, pushes us to invent things that uh, we might not otherwise consider, which is a lot of fun. 
Uh, can't wait till we get that the fly machine, and I hope that's what they call it, the fly machine. Mm-hmm. I hope it's just the, like the generations mo- of Marty McFly. Oh, <laughs> that would be just amazing. Flies keep spitting out the the fly machine. Uh, Multiplicity, but with Marty McFly. Remember how <laughs> each of the clones of Michael Keaton got stupider and stupider? Yeah. What if? Oh God, I'm gonna say it. What if Steadier each Marty clone was like oh, getting like more and more <laughs> shaky and wobbly and ticky? Multiplicity. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Yes, oh, I would watch it. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. Uh, th- that sounds like a uh, at least a good enough thing to write a spec for a Rick and Morty episode for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, you know what? With Time Cop, they now, this just popped in my yeah. head. In Time Cop, one of the devices is if you meet yourself in the past, don't yeah. touch yourself because oh, okay. the mm-hmm. same matter cannot occupy the same space at any time, uh, and thus it causes you to that. explode. Now think about what I just said there. Yeah. The same matter can't occupy the same space and it causes you to explode. That means you nothing. Don't cross the streams. Yeah. That just does yeah, oh. don't it's it's don't cross the streams. Yeah. It means nothing <laughs> yeah. where you just okay. Yeah, because yeah. if you if you, we did it. you can see yourself, but you can't like I don't know, hug yeah. yourself. It's so funny. Uh now that's making me think of another one in ba- Adam West Batman. They're stuck to a buoy, yeah, and there's torpedoes coming at them. So Batman pulls out his bat walkie-talkie, and he was like, "I just got to reverse the polarity on it." Uh-huh. And by reversing the polarity, he turns it towards the the uh, what is it called? The missile out of a submarine. I just said a torpedo. Yeah, um, and he uses it to explode the torpedo before it arrives. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Or when Robin would say, "Atomic batteries to power, yeah. turbines to speed." Yeah. Oh, good. The bat, the Batmobile's ready to go now that the atomic batteries are to power yeah. and the turbines are to speed. Oh, the James Bond series is another series full of this yeah. stuff. Magnetic watches and things like that. That's, yeah. uh, those are all really good. But I believe that's all true. <laughs> oh, you know, Dark Knight's another that's good one. That's all totally true. When like... he put the pictures of the people. He was like, by tying cell phones together, we can oh, yeah. create surveillance. Yeah. Totally. Like, this is too. This is bad tech, and I quit. Yeah. Well, no, you know the show Get Smart. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that the showrunners of that got in trouble because, like, the FBI and the CIA called them, and they were like, "How do you know about this technology? Uh-huh. You you can't use that in episodes." So they had to like rewrite stuff. Uh-huh. And then, like James Bond, same thing. It's like yeah. I'm sure they're only letting We've us been know. Been trying to put a phone in a shoe for the last thirty years. Know. How'd you know? It exists. <laughs> That's it. So all funny. exists. Yeah. That's the worst the idea phone for booth. a phone. <laughs> yep. Take your shoe. Yep. There's nothing. It's, so funny. Oh, it's the stool with the wheel on it. But if you did it in the bathroom stall, no one would know. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, they're cleaning their shoe. But who wants to take they their shoe in... off in a gross bathroom stall? But if you, if you stepped in dog ear. poo, and no one would see you putting it on your ear. You're in you a stall. Ha- no, but I wouldn't want dog poo or pee on my ear. It wouldn't actually be there. Yeah, but well, if I, no, I, mean, if I stepped in poo and then I had to use make a call. Bad news. Guys, no, if you have excuse. to go to the bathroom uh, to use to, it, to why use don't you just phone. have a cell phone? Exactly, exactly. It's <laughs> right. It's not, <laughs> it's not What's the, the point? 60s anymore. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Technology. Uh, yeah. Uh, technology, indeed. Uh, so, yeah, uh, thank God we're finally done with Back to the Future. Is that a long one? Uh, yeah, we're at two and a half. Jeepers. Oh, yeah. all right, right on. I yeah. apologize for all the Doctor Who. No, no, no it's fine. This all was good. fun. This was great. Well, I'm going to uh, throw this out there. Yeah. I want to just recommend something. If we're going to do any recommendations, please. I watched Wes Anderson's short for H&M called yep. Come Together. Uh-huh. It's four minutes long. It is awesome. Yeah? It's just a really good little Christmas card of a short film, Adrian yeah. Brody. And that caused me to go watch Hotel Chevalier. Oh, yeah. The prequel to mm-hmm. Darjeeling, which uh-huh. I actually mm-hmm. never watched. That is the best Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, I like that a lot. That is the best one. He yeah. nailed it. And Good. it's like 
It's Natalie 15 Portman, minutes right? long. Natalie yep. Portman, yep. Jason Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman. It, like, his thing came to the perfect... Like, if he went too much yeah. with Grand Budapest and, you know, wasn't there yet with, like, Bottle Rocket, yeah. he, like, this gelled. It's like know, a it perfect worked. synthesis for you, yeah. It per- it's perfect. Yeah. It's good stuff. I th- somehow I saw that on the big screen. It was, like, playing oh, in front nice. of something else, like, before Darjeeling came out. Mm-hmm. and I Or maybe I saw a screening was, of Darjeeling that had it in front of it. It was, like, the Pixar short yeah. before yeah. Darjeeling Limited. Yeah, uh, and it was way better than the movie that came after it. <laughs> Didn't like Darjeeling? I did not like Darjeeling that much. I liked it, but I only seen it once, so... Yeah. You want to talk about that next time? Yeah, that'd be awesome. You got anything you'd like to recommend? Um, I don't do anything. I'm I'm relatively boring. I just follow movie, movie around. But um, my boyfriend does a lot of really cool stuff. His um, Instagram is brotherlylost, kind of like brotherly love, and y'all can follow him there for Mm -hmm. some fun stuff of the city. I love that. That's great. Right I don't on. do anything. Okay. I did this. This is the first. Have you seen any movies lately you could recommend? Anything uh, like that? Hmm. I saw a couple movies I didn't like. Oh. Recommend us against something. Yeah. What was the worst All right. one? Well, I watched The Forest, and I watched mm. it because I am a fan of Evan, Ra- Evan Rachel Wood. Mm-hmm. But I feel like The Forest... It started off really strong. It had a really good concept, but it got lost in the emotion and didn't give me enough character development. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it was it was okay. Like I enjoyed it enough to finish it, but it wasn't my favorite. But you might really like it, so watch that. <laughs> and I also watched um oh geez. Wait, is that What's... the horror movie? The Oh, it's Into the Forest. I'm sorry. Okay, I, like, I said the name wrong. Into the Forest. Because it's like into the into woods, the woods with... but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not a musical. Yeah. It's depressing. Um, and then I watched something else, but I can't think of it. and It's not important. So cool. Well, anything for us? Yeah, <laughs> I can. Uh, I can name a movie that I can both recommend and recommend against. I watched Nerve, so you don't have to. Uh, Nerve. I think you should. Yeah, I really enjoyed I think you it. Could. Yeah, <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it. It the ending is so bad that it's hard to recommend because it's just like dumb for for the like truly dumb for the last twenty minutes in a way that's just like this isn't even fun. This is just stupid. Uh, <laughs> but the rest of the movie is like. I described it as a pop tart. It's yeah. the it's the most neon starring a pancake. Yeah, Mike pancake. <laughs> it's the most neon colorful pop fueled. It's all sugary pop music and neon colors and cute hot young actors being cute hot and young together needing to come out of their shells and learn that they're yeah. already cute young and hot and if they could just realize they were cute young and hot they could be cuter and younger and hotter. It's one of those and it I like it was so cheesy. I like really, really it's fun. I really had fun with it. And then at a certain point, a character says to another character, Look, I need to take this to Aruba. And then logs <laughs> on to http colon slash slash www.darkweb.com slash Aruba. That's how you get there. It's one of my favorite things that Dark I've ever Web seen in a movie. Dark Web is notoriously difficult to navigate. It's one of my favorite things yeah. I've ever seen in a movie. He just goes to darkweb.com. That's more of that tech, though. Oh, He's yeah. like, oh, good, he got to the dark web. <laughs> there's literally, I don't want to watch him plug things in. There's a scene <sighs> towards the end of the movie where they're talking about, like, we got to open the ports and we need to. And I was yeah. like, yeah, well, that is a thing you have to do when, you, when, when you're working in IT, but that's, this isn't what you use it for. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the purpose of it. Did you ever see the Mitchell and Webb sketch? Yeah. Like the, uh, 
it's like doc, a doctor show for people that don't want to know science. Yeah. And so it's like the urgency of a doctor thing. They're like, quick, give him the medicine. It's like, which medicine is that? This is the medicine that might make you better, but it might make you a lot worse. They're like, give it to him. <laughs> Beep. What happened? It made him get worse. <laughs> just, they constantly use just descriptors yeah. of what's going on. I love it. Good, good sketch. Yeah, nerve is a, is a ton of fun if you uh, can get into just things that are cheesy and uh, bad. <laughs> If you have the nerve. Yeah. Uh, I've got other things I would recommend, but uh, we have our top 10 of the year coming up. We'll be the next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is most likely when I'll talk about some of those things. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Philadelphia. That's with an F. Uh, letterbox.com slash Philadelphia with an F. Uh, where I review everything I watch. And uh, I write for Farsighted at uh, farsightedblog.com. Damn, where can they find you on the Find me on Twitter at Dan Scully. You can find me on Letterboxd, same dealie, everywhere. My name is the thing. I got it. I got it. And you can find it all. Yeah. And um, also, Cynadelphia.com. Hell yeah. All right, Cynadelphia. Love love your blog over there, guys. Uh, And uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter at I Like Two Movie. That's the number two, the numeric two. I Like Two Movie. Uh, Facebook.com slash I Like Two Movie. Tumblr, I Like Two Movie, where I Like Two Movie everywhere. Uh, and please rate and subscribe on iTunes. That uh, that is the biggest help to us. We would appreciate a comment and uh, and and a little subscription, please. Uh, all right, that'll do it for us. Uh, follow us along. I know you know how to do this, Becca. It sounds like you're a listener, Bone Tomahawk. Uh, my name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is. Dan Scully and I like to movie movies so I'm like losing my voice you like literally almost fell asleep in the last 10 seconds <laughs> I was of the thinking podcast. about the, the blue ribbon again they <laughs> awarded themselves the blue ribbon they made it and then gave it to themselves I feel like that's cheating my name is Dan Scully and I like to movie movie I'm Becca Delp and I like to movie movie you said your name and we all know that you like to movie movie because we, we like, like to movie, movie.